Shrimp, call your girl Marge because she loves with a simp. Dot Man 211. And you are now listening to Hayes, Hops, and Termuckles. Welcome to episode four. Yep, Welcome buddy. to episode four. Yeah. In the background, we are now watching Extreme Rules 2009. 2009. And right now, we're on CM Punk. Versus, ooh, my God, the Samoan Bulldozer, R.I.P. Mind you, uh, this episode was, uh, this pay-per-view was also extreme. Actual extreme. Yeah, it's funny how every Extreme Rules we've watched has been indeed extreme. Yeah, the rest of them are definitely pedestrian. Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week? Yeah, you know, happy for... Oh, I'm sorry. Happy cookout weekend. <laughs> well, as I like to call it, unhappy 4th of July. <laughs> you know, a whole lot of cooking out. A whole lot of drinking. Work. whole no, lot of chilling. No smoking? You know I don't fucking smoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, my weekend was good, man. I had a lot of days off this week. Enjoyed it. Uh, definitely got my cooking in on the 3rd. Like I'm poor to do, you underdick. But he ate his leftovers on the fourth. It was straight skewers, baby. Straight skewers. <laughs> there were no burgers, no fries, no fireworks. <laughs> hey, man, forget all that. What you smoking on? I'm smoking on the same thing I was smoking last week, <laughs> which is fucking wax, moon rot, wrapped in a nice palm of dice. And it is wonderful. What are you drinking on today, boy? Well, today from Star Hill Brewery, I'll be drinking some of that Carol. Okay. It's a Cran Raspberry Ghost. And uh, once again, it's 4.7% alcohol. Should be delicious. A little bit. Um, okay, we'll get into week four. We'll start off with everyone's favorite night, said no one ever. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Uh, quick recap of the results before we get to, uh, get into it. Garza and Andrade defeats the War Raiders. Still won't call them Viking Raiders. I might slip up, but they're still the War Raiders to me. Damn it. R-Truth defeats Akira Tozawa for the 24-7 championship. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy defeat Aleister Black and Humberto Carrillo. Peyton Royce defeats Ruby Riot. Uh, Big Show defeats Andrade and Angel Garza. Somehow, they made it on the show twice. Uh, MVP defeats Apollo Crews. Lashley defeats Ricochet. Dolph Ziggler and Sasha Banks defeats Drew McIntyre and Asuka. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, uh... You want to start off with well, the show begins with a Waffle House fight in the ring between Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka. Uh, Dol- Dolph Ziggler appears to be in the ring as well. Drew McIntyre comes to the ring. Joe mediates and tells Ziggler to begin. He says that everyone knows that McIntyre is champion because of him, but where would he be without Ziggler? He says why he was gone trying to find himself, 
Ziggler was here 15 years carrying monsters like him on his back. He says that Extreme Rules McIntyre is going to hit him, but he's going to keep getting back up. Ziggler says he created McIntyre and that Extreme Rules, he's going to destroy him. Ziggler then signs a contract with McIntyre, signing it right after him, and then agrees with him about his journey. He says he knows why he needs the title so bad. He says he's never been that center of attention and has always dropped the ball. He says Ziggler is going to lose and he will allow him to pick up pick the stipulation for their match. Ziggler replies to only be interrupted by Asuka in Japanese, doing her Japanese thing. No, she ain't dancing. Sasha Banks tells Asuka she's not the same woman she faced before and she will be two belts Banks after Extreme Rules and her and Bailey will take care of the whole damn company. Bailey gloats and the melee begins again. Ziggler tries to sneak McIntyre but is tripped up and avoids a Claymore. More shit talking about both parties and that ends the segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How they started off already brawling. That was probably one of the better openings I've seen in a while for Monday Night Raw. Like, Sasha Banks and, and Oscar <laughs> it was kind of cool they look so ratchet yo. It, it definitely it definitely like uh, Dot Man said it was definitely a Waffle House fight it was a Waffle I mean uh, Sasha Banks outfit yeah reaped of something we may have seen at Corn Beef yeah 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 down, down, downtown or uh, 202 mm-hmm. you know these are local clubs in our city you know we all going to get a bite to eat afterwards on a bike bike and what Waffle House night would it be Without two bras getting into it. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm, uh, it's Oscar and Sasha. I'm looking forward to the match. Oh yeah, the build. Uh, I, I don't. Once again, I just don't see the need for Sasha and Oscar to even have this match, considering they have talent that they're not even using on the Raw brand. But if you're gonna give it to us, I guess I have to accept it. I fucking love it. I mean, it keeps it keeps the Bailey thing going and keeps it going to it. It's I mean, once that once she turns or whoever turns, yeah, it's gonna be a moment. And the longer you you make us wait for it, the better it's being because it's actually been dope. I've enjoyed their work rate on these shows, and they've been on every show opposed to Charlotte being on every show, and I hate it. Every second she was on, <laughs> the, I was, queen. the queen. I'm the queen. I'm gonna walk out here. And I'm gonna steal the Ric Flair stick, but I'm not gonna do it like Ric Flair. I can't get with it. I hope this time off, maybe, maybe the heart grows fonder because she's not there. Maybe I will forget. But that, uh, that that show the trash. <laughs> that that gimmick pro- is done to death. It's trash. <laughs> I'll probably miss her until she gives me the Todd Chrisley grin, <laughs> uh, and then all of those old feelings will come back again. Like, damn it, Charlotte, you could have stayed there. She go for a bit boat. longer. There she is. <laughs> all right. Uh, recap of last week's tag team championship match. You know what happened uh, on champion. Chip Monday. Garza flirts with the ref and Charlie Caruso confronts Garza asking what's up with that. So Charlie Caruso is a bit jealous of what Angel Garza is doing. I think that's pretty funny. Zelina interrupts and says they're just making sure that their match tonight is called right down the middle. She also says if Andrade and Angel Garza defeats the War Raiders tonight, they should be next in line for a title shot and Andrade agrees. Big Show, I'm so happy this guy's back. You know, like what 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 more can this show use to better the ratings? More big shows. Sid! 
No oh, motherfucker uh, ever. But he comes in and tells him that he's pulling rank because he has an issue with Randy Orton. This brings Big Show to the ring and tells Ledge Kelly he's also a legend and try to come try him. Garza, Andrade, and Zelina comes out. Not happy with Show interrupting them in the back. Show says he has boots older than Garza and he's not in the mood. Garza says Show is outnumbered with Zelina telling Show his days are also numbered and he'll be able to say hi to Edge and Christian in the retirement home. This brings out Flair to continue to big up Randy Orton and he's there to do his light work. He then tells Zelina and her men to have some fun. This brings out the War Raiders to start their match. War Raiders versus Andrade and Gaza. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Alright, so for that whole little segment, uh-huh. I, I don't see why I kind of don't see why Flair was needed. He could have still I mean, they, they show him again in the background in a later segment. So I didn't understand why he had to come out right now. Well, not to go too far into the into behind the scenes, you know, like a lot of content creators do, but we know there was an outbreak at the PC Center. Perhaps the scripts, I mean, that, that was maybe the last thing on their mind. I was like, hey, you, you, next segment. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, everything that Selena did and Angel and Andrade did, you know, with the whole stare down with the Big Show, didn't need... Ric Flair at all Like He could've just I mean The War Raiders could've still came out You know a lot Started of, the match A lot of intertwining For no reason Yeah I mean I just didn't get Ric Flair coming out right there It just Didn't Seem Like she she's getting interrupted By everybody That's what it looks like So I don't know This I mean As long as, it, long as The storytelling Leads somewhere I'm cool with it But I didn't get it This is raw and it comes on Monday night. So that means anything and everything can happen for what? No reason. <laughs> at all. All right. Uh, I guess we'll run down the match. Eric and Garza <coughs> have a floppy exchange. <laughs> Wrong part. All right. Eric and Garza has a uh, floppy exchange with Ivar being tagged in. They were Garza in the corner. Ivar chokes Garza with his beard. Garza's cornered by Raiders being worked on. It's pretty slow match by now. Ivar slapped on, is slammed on Garza by Eric. Only for a two count. Garza escapes to get the tag. Andrade takes control of the match, working on Eric, tagging in Garza. Andrade wants to be tagged back in, but Garza ignores, ignores him. Andrade tags himself in after Garza is rocked by a right forearm, but Eric, uh, by Eric, but Andrade takes back control. But an argument ensues between Andrade and Garza. So they're still pushing the whole dissension between those two. Yeah. And I still don't get, is this going to be their stick, you know, when it comes to them getting the tag titles that they're going to be Team Hell No version 2.0? I see Angel Garza as a fucking face, and I think that's what they're, they're working up to. I don't, I don't think they're going to run with this too long. I might be wrong. It might be Team Hell No 2, but I feel best thing for him to do is to make Angel Garza a face. I mean, he's the only one who can really speak English. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Vince don't know how to promote unless you can speak English. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta, you gotta be able to talk True. to get over in, in WWE. So, I don't know. Well, uh, Zelina tries to calm the two down as the show goes to break. 
after the commercials, Lena seems to have everything under control as they continue to work on Eric. Eric fights out the corner, hitting a knee strike on Andrade, and Ivar gets the tag. Ivar does his luching, <laughs> luching thing on both Garza, Garza and Andrade. Garza counter drop kicks Ivar at the springboard. Eric back in, and he double power bombs the opponents. Uh, what power? They go for the Viking experience. Ivar is taken out. Andrade hits his back elbow on Eric. Garza gets the win with the wing clipper. Andrade still seems angry after the match leaving Zelina and Garza on the ramp. So, Garza and Andrade over the War Raiders. All right, so I'm going to tell you what I rate this match. <laughs> All right, so this is a dub of some, of some homegrown. This is a dub of some homegrown, but like that, that country homegrown where they give you it ain't even cured yet. <laughs> it, it, it still got. It ain't still dry all the way. It ain't even dry all the way. <laughs> but it's one of it's, it's one of those you get it from you getting them from a grower and they like their dub is it's a, only a dub in how much you pay because they giving you like a whole half ounce. <laughs> <laughs> you still got to pluck up all the old leaves and shit off of it. Yeah, you got you got to cure it. You still probably got to hang it up upside down. <laughs> I don't understand why. If the Viking Warriors, Viking experience, 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 God of War, motherfuckers, Bush Gardens. <laughs> if these motherfuckers were the most dominant tag team, crushing everybody, every every squash match they had in the world, you know, I what I'm know, saying? I know. If they're gonna do that on the Raw right now, this is not. NXT. I'm just speaking explicitly about Raw and what they've been doing since their Raw run. Okay. If they've been dominating everybody, why are they gonna lose to a tag team that ain't even really a tag team that don't even like? If Andrade gonna leave in the middle of the match and you still lose by this tag team, mm -hmm. how? My guess is just you really only lost. Clean to the Street Profits. Yeah. When you lost the tag titles on some fuckery, so it seems it seems to me they're definitely getting moved down uh, the title picture. You know, even if when in a scarce tag team division to begin with, Vince doesn't seem like he likes the War Raiders. I rate it. Uh. One of those Jack Daniels country time fruit punches. <laughs> wow. it's, it's a bottle full of confusion. I know. You don't understand. I'm confused on what's going on. We got Garza and Andrade. They're bickering or whatnot, showing that one is going to turn on the other. At the same token, you need tag teams in a very dry tag team division. And, um,. Once again, you said about the War Raiders, you know, they were dominant, you know, in NXT and didn't need all of this extra stuff, but we see right now where it's at. And once again, I hate the fact that, hey, we pinned you guys, so we deserve a title shot. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only way you can do that. Remember back in the day, I'm, I mean, I'm not, you know, fluent in NWA as you may be, but... I remember like Legion of Doom still being the shit without having the tag titles. Yeah, I think uh, 
their whole feud with the Varsity Club back then did not evolve around yeah, the tag titles. Yeah, and you, you still look at them like they were one of the toughest, biggest tag teams. Yeah. So, to me, if you only have the tag titles, you're the shit, or building up in WWE, it seems like unless you have the titles or unless you're building up to be get the, the titles, that's the only way you can be built dominant. And that's stupid because I look at, um, as far as AEW goes, mm-hmm. I look at Pentagon and Phoenix yes. as being one of the best tag teams and they don't have the straps. Young Bucks, best tag team, yes. don't have the straps. Yeah. So, I mean, hell, you can even look at Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, MJF and fucking... Uh, best friends. Yeah, best friends. Yeah. Like, they really, you know, just a couple of tag teams that look lower tier. Yep. But in WWE, you're either got the strap or pushing you to get the strap, mm-hmm. and everything else is you're going to get squashed. And how do you, why do you do that to establish talent? And even if you have the straps, they don't mean shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't mean shit. The dumbest <laughs> shit that i ever seen. Was about what, was about three or four months ago. You have AOP in the whole Seth Rollins church ministry thing. Yeah. And you would think that they would have got the tag team titles from the War Raiders. But guess what? No. They gave the fucking belts to Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. So why the fuck do you even have an official tag team in your stable, but yet they don't win the titles? Okay. So, if AOP comes back, do you put them with Seth Rollins? What else are they going to do? Anti-Seth Rollins. Who you have running that click, though? Who's the third man you have? Because it's going to be Buddy Murphy, Austin Theory, as pre, as currently constructed. You're going to have Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and um, Buddy Murphy versus AOP. And who you have, who you have teaming up with him? Aleister Black? No. Is he ever going to be anything but a big order? Probably not. <coughs> I mean, uh, unless unless Vince gives a green light, I highly doubt it. I mean, the man's been there for several years now. and Hands up. <laughs> the man has been there several years now, and they just don't seem to know what to do with the guy. Like He's playing third, fourth fiddle yeah. in the whole Seth Rollins thing. But we'll focus on that a bit later. Uh We'll we'll continue on. Uh, we have a recap from Thought Foundation. The Thought Foundation. <laughs> you know I'm a thought. You know I'm a thought. You know I'm a thoughty thought. Thought Foundation. We thoughtin'. She old and she can't wrestle. <laughs> Check out that thought theme. In your record stores. And they, uh, they're beefing with Crybaby Morgan. Ruby Ride is in the back with the Iconics calling her a weirdo. They say she has no friends and they trash talk her. And Morgan then calls both of them losers. Ride challenges one of the uh, one of the Iconics to a match. Uh, during that... Hold on, hold on. That was, she was kind of funny right there. I'm glad to see Ruby Ride with some type of um, character. And I love the Iconics. I just want to say I do. Hard over the left titty. You're all in your own world on that one. <laughs> like that damn Billy Kay every time. Don't talk. Just stand there. 
I hate it. Like, I'll probably give up on the argument if I got into a Billy K. We're like, fuck it, you win. I'm gone. Right. Yeah, so uh, meanwhile, Garza and Andrade are still in the back at it. Flair congratulates them, and he says he has an idea for later. Akira Tozawa versus R-Truth for the 24-7 7-Eleven Lancers <laughs> Shell Station Hieronymus <laughs> TJ Maxx Heels Columbia <laughs> King of the Ring title <laughs> Tazawa uh, has this ninja's ringside as truth comes down the ring. Rick, Bo- Rick Boogs shows some of those killer moves during R-Truth's entrance. Right. Not a lot here, though. Truth gives a dance lesson. Tazawa revs up to get thrown out of the ring. Truth fakes an injury, and then guess what? He rolls him up to regain the title. Another roll up by another ninja for a two count, but Truth escapes. Is this match even worth rating? Uh, I got a rating for this. Okay. Yo, you know when you cleaning out your car? <laughs> and you be like, you be riding, you got somebody in your back seat, and you pass him the blunt. His window ain't down. And you never get the blunt back. This that blunt you find in the bottom of your <laughs> back seat when you clean out your car. This that this that good port. Like it's like three hits off a of blunt, but you don't even know how long it's been there. It's got like cookie crumbs next to it. This that's what that's what this is. It's I missed half of it. I had to like re- hit the rewind. <laughs> but I knew it was I should have known it was nothing but a roller. Why are we giving time? Like, don't get me wrong, I love this shit. The, can we get some offense? Can we get like a little bit of a? Can we, can we get a little back and forth? Can we get a little exchange? If you ain't gonna get a roll up, you gonna get a knee. I mean, I just that just lets you know that. Fuck the super kick, fuck the pedigree. The strongest move ever is the roll up. It ain't even a surprise. Now the surprise roll up that's ultra mega. That's you on Z level shit. Like roll up. That would knock you out. That'll put you down for a three count. That's pretty much gonna get it. Give but you hit him with three. a surprise roll up, followed by a distraction. <gasps> Say what? A distraction. A who? Distraction. And what's gonna happen? Surprise roll up. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that, all it take was to do some surprise roll ups. I think I would have stayed wrestling, dog. I think I would have kept going. If that I was going to be your finisher. If that's all I had, I would have, shit, I'll take the R-Truth route, come out there, shucking and jive. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I right. roll them up. All right, I'm going to rate this a Corona Light. What? <laughs> Why? Why? That's disgraceful. But it's that Corona Light bottle that has a little bit of beer in it. And you're using it for ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, this 24-7 title thing is still a thing. I mean... I fucks with it, but yeah. I can't, you can give me some little bit of a match. I mean, it's cool, like, you know, hit them with the roll-up outside, you know, see certain little, you know, skits. Yeah. I'm cool with it, but... I mean, what, what, with, the hard, what, with the hardcore title match, we used to get... 
some offense, depending on who held it. Yeah, we used to get fire-ass matches. I mean, I'll never forget, what was it, WrestleMania 17? Was Kane, Big Show, and uh, Raven? Raven? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, a, what a way to start. I remember it was like, remember at one point, the ladder match used to start WrestleMania's. Yeah. Hardcore matches and intercontinental matches used to start almost every WrestleMania for like a good four or five year span because they were either some of the most craziest matches or you had some of the best matches. Yeah. We don't have that no more. <laughs> because either the world it's a, championship. It's a fucking crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, the WWE championship or Universal title starts WrestleMania's now. Yeah. That, come on now. Yeah. I don't The title it. don't mean nothing. It's all about who's holding now. Yeah, for sure. Recap of MVP and Apollo. Uh, Lashley tells MVP Apollo disrespected them by turning down another offer. MVP says there won't be any more chances. They pass Murphy and Rollins saying that he has his most important message today as they head out to the ring. Rollins comes out again holding Rey Mysterio's mask, but this isn't the mask that he initially pulled off, was it? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, it was paint or something. Anyway, uh, nothing, nothing. He, he, lost, he lost that love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really. He lost the mask. <laughs> oh, here you go. Let me grab this. I got a couple of them. Mysterio. <laughs> Look what I got. <laughs> the fans are signaled by PA, I guess, Kevin Dunn to say Rollins sucks. He says Ray stood right in the same place he is and says that nothing will stop him from returning to the ring. He says Ray hasn't been seeing things clearly as of late. Wink. He's given Ray every chance to walk away, but Ray has defied him. He asks Ray for forgiveness, not for what he has done, but what he is forcing him to do in the future. They are bound by fate, and Mysterio is meant to be a sacrifice for the greater good of Raw. He says he'll take the title. He'll take a little of Ray's piece by piece. Ray appears on the Titantron. He asks for forgiveness, but, but from Dominic... And he must do to Seth what he's done to him. And I for an eye. He says it's not by fate, but by design. Dominic backs his pappy up and Rollins <laughs> says, be careful <laughs> what he wishes for. And he will end Dominic's career before it begins. Out comes fourth wheel Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo for another tag match. Sets up Rollins and Murphy versus Black and Creole. Where's Austin Theory? Where did he go? He got that COVID. I don't oh. know. I don't know where he. I, mean, I don't know where he's at. But um, yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, a lot of intertwining. It's I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. This week, kind of over it. Yeah. Like it went from being one of the best segments to this week. Like, damn, didn't we see this? I could have sworn we seen an iteration of these four guys wrestling for some reason. Couldn't we think of? Anything else. But, but. <laughs> Anything else. We couldn't got Buddy Murphy versus Carrillo. We couldn't got Alistair Black versus Murphy again. We couldn't have got. We just couldn't get. We could have got Seth Rollins squashing somebody. Like, yeah. You got, all, you got all them PC guys out there. Just take somebody to get squashed. Yeah. That you ain't building. It's basically. The same match, and like that's one thing that I seen. Like I, after the whole promo, it's like, hey, how many times have we seen this match? It's been a couple, but my favorite jewel in this one <laughs> was when uh, Rollins asked Carrillo and Black, "Why do they fight so hard for someone that doesn't fight for them?" Carrillo interrupts and tells Rollins, "Jewel, not me, but Jewel, Jewel, or the coward." <laughs> <laughs> 
Not, not you. Jew. But Jew. <laughs> crank, that, crank that Korea. <laughs> Black says he knows a few things about evil and he recognizes evil when he looks at it. Rollins says he hasn't seen shit yet. Okay, motherfucker. This begins the match and the brawl breaks out. This has been the same match yeah, over and over and over really, again. Do we really need to recap that? Uh, a lot of luching. Some luching. And we know who won. You know? I mean, alright, so in the spot was kind of cool with the um Stomp by Rollins, but we've seen it. We have. I mean, what what else? What else is there to say? You know, uh, Carrillo at the end fights out of an attempt to get his eye injured, but eats the steps to the side of the head. That was pretty ferocious. Hadn't laid out. Rollins then puts Mysterio's mask on Carrillo. <laughs> he tries for the eye again, but Black is there for the save. He runs after Murphy, but Rollins still stomps the fuck. <laughs> Out of Carrillo on the steps and runs up the ramp. Carrillo is laid there dreaming of a win <laughs> while laid out. What's your rating for this rerun of a match? Uh, this your last blunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this your last blunt of, of some old head weed. <laughs> you know that motherfucker if you tell he's a man shit. I don't know. I don't be smoking. That's the that, that stuff y'all got. That stuff y'all got nowadays. He always hit you with that. He's like, that stuff y'all got nowadays be getting you high. I can't do that. Now give me some regular weed. I want some regular weed. This is that last blunt. You done had that bag for a while. You had that shit for about three, four days. It got a couple holes in the bag, so it's been dried out. But it's a blunt. Shit, you, you, know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Back in my day, they used to call it Hoopers Thing. <laughs> We used to call it reefer back in my day. <laughs> reefer. That's what I want. I want reefer. I don't want no chronic. I don't want none of that haze. I want none of that. Give me some regular reefer. I can give me some reefer. That's what I need. Well, I'm going to rate it a, a corner of 211. A corner and a can of 211. Oh. I've had that corner and can of 211 a lot in my younger days. I, I don't think I can drink like that anymore, not no 211. Even though that's the end of my, at the end of my, my moniker, I can't handle 211. And I can't handle another match by these four. Nah. It's, it, even, even though I said, yes, I said that this is my favorite storyline. Oh, the on, payoff should yeah. be great. Yeah, but come on. Rerun after rerun after rerun, I was ready to I was ready to fast forward it to the end, and I don't like doing that when I'm watching the show. But this gives me no choice if I've already seen it again. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oscar and McIntyre in the back. They're interviewed by Sarah Schreiber. Oscar goes towards Bill. McIntyre says they're gonna leave. They're gonna give some fun. They're gonna have some fun in their mixed match match tag a uh, mixed tag niche tag <laughs> mixed tag match against Ziggler and Banks a little later. Recap of the Taker Fume from last week after the commercial. I, I, I love that whole uh, montage. I mean, I'm guessing they're going to put Taker in the Hall of Fame this year. You're going to see that montage until WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I mean, the man, the man no question, has, has been everything to the WWE. Only problem with it. What's the problem? Why don't they ever put the dead man ink shit in it? Why do they always edit the Dead Man Inc. out of his montage and shit? When that 
that has some of the greatest matches in his career. I don't think Vince ever wanted that to happen for him to be humanized, but that's kind of hypocritical because everybody else now that has some sort of mystique is humanized as soon as they hit main roster. Yeah. It's weird. The thoughts. Lana was in the back with Ruby Riot. Riot says she ain't buying nothing the thought is saying. She says Natalia reminded her of who she is, which is a thought. And she says Natalia has more wins than all of the women's in the division. Because Lana, she's been the foundation for the for the last 40 years. <laughs> Lana says they should all get behind Natalia. And they become the thought foundation. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I'm a thot. You know that I'm a thot. You know that I'm a thot. She's thotting. <laughs> Peyton Royce versus Ruby Riot. A weak ass being kicked to the head of a distracted Riot. Royce controls the first part of the match, working on the surgically repaired shoulders of Riot. Royce missed Riot in the corner. Riot grounds Royce, but has trouble hooking the pin. Riot eats a spinning brain buster by Royce for the win. Quickie. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I rated. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's uh, that match. <laughs> that's like three hits off of, <laughs> off of, <laughs> off of four man rotation on a blank. And you ain't once you got on your third hit, that roach was small as a bitch, and then you was burning your fingers to hit that motherfucker. <laughs> Back down there, swallowed that motherfucking roach. <laughs> uh, yo, um, Peyton Royce's ring work is getting better. The, if that Enziguri into uh, what was her finish? Uh, the spinning brain buster. Yo, I'm. That's. And Ruby took it. She sold it like a jam. The way she landed on the neck, I, I, I like it. I mean, it's the final cut from. Uh, Dustin Reynolds, Gold Dust. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think it looks it looks better as a female move anyway to me. I mean, if yeah. it's going to be a finisher, I, I wouldn't really look at that as a... I wouldn't want to see no beauty do it. Nah. I um, rate this match. A little cup of uh, Michelob, just regular Michelob. I don't care about Michelob. I didn't care about this match. I don't care about Michelob unless it's Ultra. <laughs> oh, try <laughs> killer instinct side of the game. <laughs> my inch, my 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 uh, beef with this match right here. My problem with it is Ruby Riot is talented. She can possibly out wrestle a lot of the women on that roster, and for her to take a loss from Peyton Royce. I don't like it. Yeah. I know they're trying, and now they're forcing us to want to like the Iconics. And for me, for I, I like the Iconic duo when they were in NXT because they wasn't so cringe. Like they didn't, they didn't force them upon you. They wasn't so annoying. And I think that that's one thing with, with not only them, a lot of the women, oh, excuse me, on the main roster, they go out there and be a, 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 as annoying as you can to get over and it just it gets on my nerves so yeah I didn't give a fuck about it Ruby Riot, uh she deserves better and maybe she'll get it one day or maybe she could she'll go for greener pastures elsewhere I like it I like it a lot okay <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Big Show is asked about the now. And it's the Big Slow. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Big Show tonight on this episode of Raw. That's why it took me like a one. I had to look at like recaps and everything. It was like, oh, we're in dire straits. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to have have a show. Hey, we got a couple people in the back. We can use no. Go ahead and get the guy from Netflix. <laughs> oh, big show. Oh, wow. Well, the big show is asked about now book two on one match against Andrade and Angel Garza. Caruso, Caruso asks about Flair and how this could be a trap. Show says, as a 13 year old growing up, about 15 minutes, well, about 30 minutes from where I used to live at. Oh, yeah. In Augusta, GA, in Aiken, South Carolina. Okay, back then he said he seen that Flair then was the dirtiest player in the game, and he still is. He says that Garza and Andrade ain't getting a happy giant. <laughs> what the fuck ever? Okay, here we go into the into the match itself. They argue. See, uh, Garza and Andrade they argue to see who's going in the ring first against Show. Garza goes in and gets chopped by Show in the corner. Another chop. By guards on the ropes, and this sends guards to the outside to recruit and regroup. Andrade tags in to be overpowered by Show. Andrade gets another chop in the corner as well. Show uses weight on Andrade, control of the match. Garza gets the unwanted tag. Another chop. Garza, however, mounts a comeback over the show. Andrade tags himself in, and this restarts the argument, leaving Andrade all alone in the ring. This uh, triggers Big Show to choke slam Andrade for the win as Garza and Selena walks up the ramp. Then Big Show KOs Andrade after the match. Your rating? <laughs> uh, I like it. Um, I like my response to last week's match. I can't remember, but I do remember the rating I want to go with. <laughs> Remember that pocket lit weed? <laughs> <laughs> it's the return of the pocket lit weed. <laughs> man, that's exactly oh what that man. is. That's pocket lit weed. More pocket lint. Yeah. Reefer. Yeah, pocket lint weed. That's what that was. If you've seen a big show, if you if you've been a fan for at least past what decade, well, I'll say five years. He was he was doing things about three years ago, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, Big Show's going to be in a tag match. It's going to be, uh, well, a handicap match. Yeah. It's going to work out the same way, especially with Undercard. They're going to do it the exact same way. It's been the exact match every time yeah. in WWE, how they promote it. They can't promote it any other way but glorified squashes. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I want to see what the ending of this Angel Garza Andrade shit, I mean... It would be super dope if they got the tag titles. Yeah. With the steel going back and forth. Especially if they can flip that to becoming either a face. I mean, because Angel Garza can go, to me, face or heel. I don't yeah. really see Andrade really being a good face. Yeah, he would definitely, uh, his already dwindling career, uh, I don't think he would work at all. As a face, Garza, we've already seen he can work as a great face or a great heel. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna rate this shit a diet right, which isn't even a beer. It is a nasty ass soda. <laughs> 
2020, I don't want to see anything dealing with the big show. But yet and still, <laughs> we've been trolled each time we see a surprise or we're supposed to get this big surprise, we hear this. Well, well, it no big slow. And, As and my remote is quickly grabbed and the channel is quickly changed. You asked last week where these guys was, so now we have a segment with the brothers. Ricochet. Paul Cruz. Oh, I like to call it niggas talking about ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not noticed, if you've been watching WWE programming for the past few weeks, feel, every time there's been a ninja, there's been a nigga every time. I feel like they're going to slip one day. <laughs> he ain't trying. That's what it is. <laughs> this motherfucking Vince said, you want to do Black Lives Matter? Okay. I got you. <laughs> I'm bringing out my ninjas, bringing with these niggas. Oh my what god! Rick, Ricochet, Apollo Crews, Cedric Alexander, and then our truth shows up and says he finally got away for what uh, for uh, from the ninjas. Alexander says he ain't no damn ninja. <laughs> and Truth apologizes to Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> he called him Richard O'Shea, bruh. <laughs> Yo, I was no good. <laughs> Apollo tells Richard to go along with it. He says it's hard being a fighting champion. The truth tells them that they have no idea. Uh, this leads into MVP versus Apollo Crews. MVP says when he goes back to Miami, he inspires people and says it's an honor that Lashley has accepted him. He says he just wants to help Apollo, but he won't be disrespected by him. Cruz interrupts him and says he's never uh, disrespected anyone. He says, MVP says he's self-made, but so is Cruz. He says the only person MVP cares about is helping himself. MVP says ring the fucking bell. It's not a lot here. It's a bit of offense by MVP on Cruz. MVP is pulled out of the ring by Lashley, but Lashley is taken out by a dive over the top by Cruz. This allows MVP to send Cruz to the steps. MVP takes control after another commercial break. MVP misses the big boot in the corner. Cruz mounts a comeback. Cruz splashes MVP in the corner, then Cruz with a spine buster for a two count. Cruz, Cruz goes to the top, but is distracted by Lashley. MVP hits the big beat. <laughs> big beat. And gets the win <laughs> with a fisherman suplex. <laughs> Cruz attacks MVP out of the match, but is put in a full Nelson. Richard and said, come out for the save. Uh, what? Yo, so I rate this. <laughs> so, you know, when you got, like, when you live in what, like, your brother or sister and they smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> And they look like the blood in the motherfucking ashtray, and it's like a good, it's like a good quarter of a blood, yeah. but it's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and you just be like, yeah, I smoked your roach. It was some bullshit. What the fuck? I don't care. I smoked your roach. You don't be mad at me because I smoked that shit. It was some bullshit anyway. What the fuck is MVP doing winning with a fisherman suplex? What the fuck is a fisherman suplex? Who, who was that for? Perfect Plex uh, back in the day. Yeah, because did you see the snap? Yeah. That uh, because even when Kurt Henning got in WCW, that Perfect Plex was looking real tight. Yeah. I'm talking it was. about intercontinental. Intercontinental. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. When that, when he had some snap on it, yeah, he was dope. Man, 
This is a whole hot can of camo. <laughs> I don't camo. think they make oh, that. <laughs> Ooh, the smell of it. You asked the question of why is he winning? You got to look for a camo. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna get right back to you. That you gotta, is coming back. Let me you tell gotta, you. you gotta ask them up. You gotta ask somebody about they fifties about camo. <laughs> I don't know nobody even drink that shit. I had two in my life, and oh. I felt awful after that. Mm. I felt awful, and I felt awful about this match. You asked the question uh, a couple of seconds ago: Why is MVP winning with the uh, with the fisherman suplex? I'm asking this question back. Why is MVP winning anyway? <laughs> why, is, why is MVP wrestling? <laughs> Apollo Crews is is your U.S. champion. And you lost to a 48-year-old man. MVP. And he it, his hand was raised. And he won. And he was he was gassed out. You know? how does he this, was tired. He thought he'd been in a 60-minute Ironman match. How does this make your champion look dominant if he's losing to Montavious... <laughs> Uh, Porter Montez Vontavious Porter oh, Malcolm Valley Prep <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell Van Peebles yep. <laughs> Mark Vanderbilt Preston <laughs> uh, Maurice Vasquez <laughs> Paul. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Lashley versus Richard. I don't want to call him Ricochet anymore because this man's career has just went to the fucking bottom oh, since he's been shit. on the main roster. roster. So, oh, excuse me. Richard does some early luching. He done with some luching. But Lashley soon takes over. He tosses Ricochet. He spears him in the corner. MVP gets in a few shots. Back in the ring. Richard is still getting demolished. Richard does one... Richard did one luchin. <laughs> one luchin. Lashley does some launching. <laughs> luchin and launching. That's man, goddamn. That's pretty much all this match was. Luchin uh, and launching. Lashley gets the ring. Uh, gets the win with a full Nelson. Great damn match. Um, <laughs> the luchin was dope though. But what? What I'm have a, we not seen? I'm still look. I'm gonna give you it's a. It's a half a blunt of uh, some uh, height. Because I, I like Ricochet. I like Lashley. I, I love the fact that he was bleeding. I, 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 show me the blood. What do you say? Let it bleed. Let him bleed. Let it bleed. Oh, fuck with it. Fuck with it. Maybe I. It's half a blunt. You was just being over, overly critical. Not be let them niggas looch and let that big nigga launch. <laughs> let that little nigga looch. Uh, man. Let the big nigga launch. I mean. Bobby Lashley needs that U.S. title as soon as possible. Apollo Cruz, you just got to make Apollo Cruz do some other shit. Like you know, he's got to be a dominant personality without the title. This is what has to happen. Put them little little, little lucha niggas together. Ricochet, Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer, and Apollo Cruz, make them a little group. Our truth come out there and be public enemy. <laughs> Our truth be flavor flame. <laughs> yeah, boy. What's up? <laughs> yo, that's public enemy, yo. Man, I'm gonna rate this match a fruit punch flavored 
crystal light. Oh God! <laughs> crystal light has nothing to do with beer. We <laughs> going to drinks. And Richard is the light version oh. of Ricochet, who we all loved in, yeah. uh, in NXT. The man was awesome on the indies as either Ricochet or Prince Puma, including Cedric Alexander when he was in ROH. Cedric Alexander also made a killing in the uh, in the Cruiserweight Classic. He even did uh, did some good work in uh, 205 Live. Yeah. And as soon as he hit the main roster, it was over for him. Got fed to AJ. Yeah, like, yeah, it's cool when they're on TV. They're going to do some pretty cool shit. They're going to do some luching. For, <laughs> for the fact that, that that's the only thing that they're known for. We're going to give you a couple of flips here. A couple of flips here. We don't know what to do with y'all niggas, but... They luching. <laughs> Back to catering, you go. Cause after you do what, some luchin. <laughs> go get you some meat now. You look hungry. <laughs> Put your mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Ziggler, Banks, and Bailey—they're in the back, and they say. Uh, uh, Ziggler says uh, that he'll take the reins, and he wants to take lead in their upcoming tag team match. And Bailey says, "Don't screw it up for her and Sasha." McIntyre and Oscar versus Ziggler and Sasha. Yo, hold up, yo. So you telling me the world championship contender is getting clowned by Bailey and Sasha? This doesn't look good for Ziggler going into if the match. You didn't think that Ziggler was gonna win? You know for sure you getting clowned by the females in your tag team match about being a loser. What the hell? I mean, they might just give him the belt. I mean, because this is definitely... De- Have you ever seen somebody get this much self... I mean, deprecation, deprecating remarks? Like, have you ever seen, like, that happen? I've never seen that. Like, you're going to challenge for the title. You just got brought over here. You, we're trying to make you some sort of a big deal because you at least challenge it for the World Heavyweight, you know, title. And we just keep talking about you being a loser. Like, maybe they might pull it out and Ziggler win. That would be dope. Like... Even if it's like a cane thing where it's for one night, like, you know what I'm saying? It would be different. It would, I mean, craziest shit has happened. You know, we always got to throw David Arquette out there. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, you well, got, then, we always got to throw David Arquette. Vince McMahon was a world champion, so. I mean, shit, this version of Raw in 2020 is definitely like 2000 version WCW. And, yeah, and anything can happen in the WWE. What a boy! <laughs> McIntyre and Oscar versus Ziggler and Sasha. Bailey offers her commentating help. McIntyre shows strength and chops the shit out of Ziggler. <laughs> Ziggler hits the famous early, but for just the one count. Ziggler tags out, and the women must enter. Some shoving the trash talk by both Oscar with the shoulder block. She locks in the Oscar lock on Sasha. This brings in Ziggler to be taken out by McIntyre. Sasha eats a back elbow, and that sends her out the ring. Uh, from commercial Ziggler with a sleep on McIntyre to be fought off and he gets crushed into the corner. Alabama slam into a roll up by Ziggler for a two count. Ziggler hits a big DDT and both go down for the tag. Oscar hits a nice drop kick on Sasha and gives her the big butt. <laughs> the big butt <laughs> in the corner. Hey girl, let me give me, me, me that big butt. <laughs> it's a German su- suplex, then a shiny wizard to uh, Sasha for a two count. A uh, hip attack, but I prefer to call it the big butt. The big butt. 
Sending Sasha on to the outside. Bailey distracted Oscar for Banks to leg sweep Oscar. A Meteora on the outside to Oscar for a two count. Back in the ring. Sasha works on Oscar. Bank hits the double knees on Oscar in the corner for another two count. Several rest holds by Sasha, but she eats a code breaker. McIntyre and Ziggler back in the ring. Ziggler gets flung in the corner. Two corner and gets beat up for a minute. Sasha gives Ziggler. Saves Ziggler with a tag. Ziggler gets tossed out. Sasha talks some shit to McIntyre. And Ziggler gets jabbed for his troubles. I kind of like that little spot right there. Yeah. But it, that too doesn't make Ziggler look any kind of strong going into extreme rules. Uh, Asuka kicks Sasha in the dome for a two count. Ziggler on the outside. Rams McIntyre head first to the ring post. Asuka locked onto, uh, into a pin. No, into a bank statement by Sasha, but breaks it up. Another Oscar Lock attempt. But guess what? The undefeated, undisputed, number one way of guaranteeing a fucking victory. The surprise roll-up. By Banks for the win. What do you rate this match? I mean, it was borderline popular. It was borderline pocket lint. <laughs> borderline. <laughs> it was borderline pocket lint. So what's above pocket lint? Mm. You know when you vacuuming your floor? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes it borderline pocket lint? Because it was a half a blunt mm-hmm. that you done got in the when you dumping out your you know your, your your vacuum bag. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you see, you're like, shit, I ain't got no more weed. Do the double take look around Do the smoky look around from Friday mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying And then you go hit that jab Keep that shit between you and your, you and yours You don't let nobody know about it Don't let nobody know that you smoking Vacuum bag Half a blunt weed You don't let nobody know nothing about it Keep that to yourself <laughs> <laughs> you Keep that inward Inward Man Let me tell you something This is a cold Modelo. On the, on the outside. Cold. But you done had some people come over and they don't never like to bring shit. So you poured some Miller High Life into the <laughs> Modelo bottle. <laughs> and you distributed it evenly throughout your people. <laughs> I don't like the whole, okay, we champions on this side and we're going to face the challengers. Whether it be man or woman, next week it'll be champion versus champion, champion versus cousin, mama, <laughs> daddy. If you want a belt, you get the rest. I don't know. It looks like they're trying their best to sell this without giving us nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't fuck with it. At all, this is you know Oscar and Sa- uh, Sasha is gonna be a pretty good match. Oh yeah, but uh, we know what's gonna happen between Ziggler and McIntyre. I mean, at least Ziggler's gonna make Drew look good. I mean, but he always makes people look good. I mean, I'm, I, he's I, a. I didn't see what this whole program. I mean, you gotta. He's already Drew is already dominant. Yeah. We already know he's dominant. So you can't book Ziggler to even at least be cutting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he like you can't even give him you can't give us that. You wanna just give him Well, you will lose it. You're gonna come <laughs> loose again. Guess what? I'm gonna kick your face off and throw you through and I'm gonna launch you a little bit. I ain't gonna do it like the brothers, I ain't gonna be launching. No, but I'm gonna launch you a little bit. Toss you around his ring. 
kicked your face off. <laughs> Claymore country. Damn right, I'm gonna kick your whole damn face off. Uh, Roach clip or raw? I, I definitely gotta say uh, it's our truth. <laughs> Niggas talk about ninjas. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Niggas talking about ninjas was the was the uh, Roach clip overall this week. Yeah, <laughs> the end bomb is definitely coming soon, <laughs> and it's good. I think it'll be just as good as Booker T when he told Hulk Hogan he yeah. was coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, man. We're back once again with a show on Friday. Because around here on Hey Hops and Turnbuckles, we don't do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We do Raw, a SmackDown, and then NXT. Because NXT is the greatest show currently being produced. Here on Hayes Hops and Turnbuckles. We do what the fuck we want. Yes, and this uh, last Friday's episode of Smackdown. Smackdown. Uh, we're going to run down the card. Matt Riddle defeats John Morrison. AJ Styles defeats uh, Drew Gulak to retain the Intercontinental title. Bailey defeats Alexa Bliss via disqualification. Show uh, The show begins with Matt Riddle coming out to the ring. Uh, recap on the win from AJ Styles. Michael Cole with an exclusive interview expressing how amazing it was that Riddle defeated Styles on his SmackDown debut. He asked Riddle, how does he feel? Riddle says he doesn't know, but basically it's a dream come true. He says, judging by AJ, uh, punching him in the face that he likes AJ more than AJ likes him. Being able to celebrate in the ring with Gulak, Brian, Otis, Big E, my cousin, your cousin, his <laughs> uncle. He inserts, bro, he can get used to it. Cole asks about him uh, competing barefoot. This becomes the focal point of this whole interview. He says it's a long story about his frostbitten feet. He claims he overcame a situation in Wisconsin in the winter about a pool or some shit. And now claims when he tries to put on a shoe, he gets a burning sensation. But then he says he doesn't feel anything. I don't get that. Whatever. Oh, out comes King Corbin, calls Riddle an idiot for not wearing shoes. He dismisses Cole. He says he should bow down to the king for him, diving on him a few weeks ago, and he'll make sure every second Riddle is out there, he'll pay for it. Riddle tells him to do you, bro. Corbin asks, what does that even mean? Corbin says Riddle better be ready for a match at any moment. Riddle says let's go, but Corbin says he's not worthy of taking on Corbin. Since when has Corbin became like top talent and he hasn't even had a title run? I mean, he, he had that what was was a U.S. title Did run. He? he beat AJ Styles. They put they put him over. Does anybody remember it? No. <laughs> I just one of those little trivia's just because I'm a I'm a SmackDown fan. Yeah, I missed that one. Out comes uh, John Morrison and The Miz. So Riddle is going against John Morrison, who is basically beneath King Corbin. I think Morrison has did a lot more in his career than Corbin. Whatever. Riddle kicks off uh, his slides after the bell. 
Chain wrestling to open up the match. Riddle winning the exchange. More chain wrestling to a rope break by Morrison. Sneak forearm by Morrison, followed by a kick and a miss. Riddle goes in for arm bar into a slam by Morrison. Riddle with multiple gut wrenches on Morrison, who reverses it into a ring slide, which is pretty. Rinse slide. That's pretty cool. Riddle goes for the ankle, but misses a German. Springboard kick to the head by Morrison. Neck breaker for a two count on Riddle. Question. So, there's a pecking order once again to reach the Kang. Huh? Anyway. Burger King. Morrison controls a bit of the match with a decent corkscrew plancha for a two count. Morrison with a nice running knee for another near fall. Riddle hulks up. Morrison takes off elbow pad to just poke him in the eye. I like that sneak right there. Riddle with a fisherman brain bust the evil odds. Both men are down with Riddle on the outside. Riddle throws one of his slides at Corbin who's on commentary. This pisses him off and that brings him ringside. Ring post forearms into a bro to sleep for a two count. A fell floating bro attempt into an airplane drop for another fall. Riddle applies the bro mission taking, uh, taking Morrison uh, to the top which ends up into a Spanish fly by Morrison. That was pretty dope. And then a standing Spanish fly for a near fall. Another exchange with a knee, then a running knee, and then a lot of knees. Yeah. There's a lot of knees. <laughs> Luchin. And kneeing. And launching. <laughs> Miz and Corbin try to interfere little with little avail. Riddle with the roll. Oh! Oh! What is the most undefeated, undisputed, the surprise Jeez. AJ attacks Riddle on the, on the ramp. This brings out Drew Gulak for the save. And we're going to pause right there for the rating on this opening match. Yo, this is a grand surprise. Yeah. I mean, the ending was predetermined by, I mean, you know, Riddle's not losing, so, but it was still good. You, you, I mean, they could have had Riddle losing. Um, yeah. That gut wrench to that high angle toward the islands by Morrison. Yeah. I, I don't know the whole name or whatever the fuck he did, but it was dope. Like, that, that, <laughs> that was crazy live. Um, Morrison definitely shows he needs to, they need to split them up. I yeah. like Miz and Morrison, but we don't need them as tag team. We don't need this shit at all. No, I mean, Miz is a former world champion. Morrison is a former world champion in different organizations. Mm -hmm. And then we have Baron Corbin. How is Baron Corbin on higher on the pecking order? Because he's the king. He the king. Um, yeah, but it was a grandma's of five. Well, uh, that power bound to that final. Don't call me Vegeta Flash knee strike. <laughs> <laughs> <Can't come off. laughs> yeah, that, that was dope. That was dope. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to rate this one a tall, cold can of Sapporo Japanese imported beer. Okay. Okay. Uh, my pops put me on to this beer. And, like, it was a sleeper, you know. I mean, it packs a lot of punch. But, man, it's 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 delicious. But unknown. Morrison, even though you know how good he was back in the day and what he did on the indies, with his little showcasing, this match really showed what his worth is. And I just think, you know, he should have maybe went to the went to NXT to really showcase his talent. I think he's getting that getting that treatment like EC three where Morrison left, made something of himself, but since he went and did that somewhere else, once when you come back to the WWE, 
they don't see you as that because you didn't become a star in their company. I think it's bullshit. Uh, it's a good showing for Riddle. Perhaps this match probably should have been the one for him to debut with instead of him going against AJ Styles, you know, for that uh, non-title match a couple weeks ago. Yeah, good shit. I mean, speaking on EC3, he should have never came back to the WWE in the first place. Let's just keep that a, a whole band. Like, I mean, I know there wasn't an AEW at that time when yeah. he came, but I don't know. I probably would have just stuck it out and been a, a big fish in a small pond in TNA. Yeah. yeah at, least, at least you know you're going to be top tier, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a bit. It, it it showed a bit of promise for him when we seen the crowd of NXT in his debut, and I think it quickly fizzled even in NXT. And that, oh, yeah. what was that six man North yeah. American title match? Like, it was so much star power in there. He kind of got lost in the fold. And with Vince doing what Vince does with the desperate call ups to not put over anybody, like Vince said, "Oh, I remember you. Fuck you. You ain't about to do nothing but hold this red cup, yeah. pose in the back." And run for that twenty four seven championship. Yeah, the, you're a runner. That's what you're not a wrestler. You're a runner. Uh, well, moving on. Uh, Styles versus Gulak. Uh, before then, uh, Sarah's in the back with Miz and Morrison and Corbin. Corbin simply says he has a few strings he can pull to shorten Riddle's career. Styles versus Drew Gulak. Styles control the beginning of the match, sending Gulak to the outside. Style loves his t-shirt, so he decides to keep it on during the whole match. I don't know. He might have a back pimple. You know, one of my tattoos... I just got another name added uh, to, to to my illustrious family. This one right here is... Uh, Aloysius. Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of space on this side. <laughs> I'm going to start right here on this side right here. Well, the best letters of the alphabet, A and a J. I ain't even let my wife go a week. <laughs> I'm already back on it. Daniel Bryan critiques via Zoom a little bit of offense by Gulak, but he's again grounded by Styles. Styles with a snap suplex in the two count. Gulak with a few forearms, but Styles starts to focus on the right leg a bit. A block calf crush into a cross face of some sort released after a bro uh, rope break. Styles regroups on the outside with a baseball slide by Gulak. Shoulder thrust in the, in the corner to Styles after the break. Shoulder into the ring post by Styles, followed by a brain buster for a near fall. Styles slows it down again, showing his dominance. He hits several impressive backbreakers on Gulak, and Gulak still fights back, but is once again stopped, who takes it back to the ground with a resting headlock. Uh, Styles goes face first into the top turnbuckle. Gulak with some drop kicks into a driver. For a near fall, so Gulak has mounted a comeback once again. Superplex attempt by Gulak, but it's dropped onto the turnbuckle. Gulak runs into a powerbomb, then a Styles clash, but AJ doesn't pin him. He props Gulak on the ropes and pulled down his elbow pad for the forearm. That's phenomenal for the win. I love my family. I love my family. What do you rate this match? I mean, it's half a gram of some fire. Okay. Like, the, the, the ending was never in question. Yeah. But the way we got there was dope. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get the whole why was Gulak running at AJ to set up the powerbomb to the Styles Clash. I don't remember nothing in his, unless he was 
doing like Daniel Bryan's knee or yeah. drop kick in the corner. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. It was just out of character for Gulak to even do that. That's so, true. Um, but it was still dope. Uh, AJ retaining is smart. And makes all the sense in the world. But yeah, match was good. I fucked with it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, now it all goes. Downhill. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, speaking of downhill, um, yeah. So we got a six pack of uh, Miller Genuine Draft. We're thirsty. We're hanging out. Six the pack? first one is great because you're thirsty, you know, and it's not it's not your number one selection for beer at all. Fucking <laughs> MGD. After the third one is downhill, you don't want the shit no more. <laughs> like Chappelle said, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> you might fight a nigga or something. <laughs> you see my movies? <laughs> a fucking shark ate me. <laughs> it's my film, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, once again, Styles and Gulak should have happened the same week that Styles went against uh, Matt Riddle. You know that that was the title match. Daniel Bryan was like, "Hey, if I can't get the match, then give it to Drew Gulak. He right. does have a win against you, and you know, good match. But it is what it is. We're gonna move on." Bailey and Sasha Banks are out to celebrate their 200 plus day, her 200 plus days of SmackDown. 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 Champion. She talks about rolling through Oscar. They failed to say what happened on NXT. Now, there's Sasha three shows and Bailey three brands. They say the Undertaker respects the two and says he called Bailey and says she's the greatest champion on SmackDown history. He hopes they take all of the gold in WWE and hopes they pay tribute. And hopes they pay tribute to Bailey. Bailey wants a tribute for herself and Sasha tonight. And in the words of Chris Jericho, looking at the Jeritron, roll it, monkeys! <laughs> so <laughs> Alexa Bliss comes out after the awesome tribute and calls it inspirational. Uh, Alexa calls Nicole the Queen of Scotland, and <laughs> she's the 325th in line for the throne in England. But she's Irish, though. How does that work? I, I don't know. Yeah, Nicole says she's the first to drive a go-kart across Antarctica. What the fuck ever. Alexa says they sound ridiculous. Sasha says nobody has been able to touch uh, Bailey, And Nicole says Hart has brought her to the title match. And she'll be the, the next Smackadoon champion. Smackadoon. Bailey and Sasha laugh at Alexa. They laugh at Nicole, but Alexa slaps the fuck out of Bailey, <laughs> initiating the match. No, fuck out that bitch. Oh, bitch, we having a match. You just, you just gonna slap me like that? Oh, yeah. Bliss versus Bailey. Weak offense on Bailey from Bliss. Pow a powerful poke on the nose and then a slap from Bliss. Bailey drops Bliss on the top turn buckle. Bailey attacks the right arm of Bliss for a bit. Uh, for a bit. Nothing special here. Bliss finally connects with a forearm, but Bailey quickly back in control. Bulldog by Bailey for a near fall. She kicks at Nicole for distraction, and Alexa eats a knee because of it. This pisses off Nicole, and then she takes out Sasha. Bailey mouths off, causing Nicole to disqualify Alexa. Lexi! <laughs> what do we rate this quickie? 
Alright, so I'm rating, <laughs> I'm rating the whole segment. It's a job 1.5, a nigga, a job 1.5 of some art. Because I'm saying. <laughs> some art! <laughs> uh, some art. Like, I'm, I'm gonna have to start fucking getting some actual names. But this is, this is some art. So I guess some Mexican dirt. But that good, fresh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is before it's been out there <laughs> yeah. for a while. Like, before this shit been aged. This is 1.5. Yeah. Smoke with your brother, man. Smoke <laughs> with you. Because he on that I don't want to hit cigars no more kick. That's the only reason why you got the 1.5. You done bought a whole pack just for this motherfucker. You got a rap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, the... the um, I don't watch SmackDown. I haven't been watching SmackDown, so I don't really know about Bailey's title run. Like, I might watch it. I haven't been watching it until this pod started. Had no reason to really watch yeah. SmackDown beyond the you know um, clips of the week. Like, SmackDown has been atrocious to watch lately. It's getting better. I mean, I'm glad they're doing something with Matt Riddle. I hope they have him squash Corbin. I know this is unrelated, but you yeah. know, at least I'm getting things I want to see as opposed to seeing the exact same thing yeah. over and over and over again. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, great. Um, Alexa Bliss, how did she become a multi-time champion? Looking pretty. I mean, let's just keep let's let's keep it uh, a buck. Looking pretty. I mean, because ring work, she has no ring work. Of a face, all her ring work is heelish. Yeah. So her gimmick is not even. It's just a toned down version of her being her over the top. Yeah. Bitch. I mean, I guess a bitchy <laughs> attitude. I mean, you know. But people like me. Yeah. I mean. I guess. Well, um, I rated. Uh, I like to rate this one a room temperature Hornsby's hard apple cider. Right. What are we <laughs> What are we doing here? Like uh, hot apple cider. Basically, you can put that on some collard greens and use that <laughs> for the topping for vinegar. That shit don't taste too bad. That shit don't taste too bad. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm still disappointed on how they've made Nicole Cross. Nicole Cross I and mean, as Nikki Cross she can do no wrong in my book and we see what she is now just humanized and you know Becky's lackey yeah, not I'm Becky Alexa Alexa's lackey we go to the swamp with A-Train Strowman A-Train Strowman you know and they basically recap you know, the promo from last week and uh, what's different is they're at the swamp and they're showing <laughs> alligators. Ooh. Ooh. Not the gators. The New Day is out next, and Big E rolls down the ring again. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Big E, oh. Uh, making fun of plexiglass. Well, I'm just going to roll down the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And they go against uh, New Day. is up. No, actually, Kofi Kingston is up against Shinsuke Nakamura. Kofi drop kicks Nakamura in the corner. Another drop kick to Nakamura off the apron. They battle ringside with Kofi banging Nakamura's head off the plexiglass. Biggie laughs. <laughs> he laughs hysterically. That shit was funny. Kofi to the top. 
but he's kicked by Nakamura. Kofi is snuck by Cesaro. This causes Big E to chase Cesaro, and both are thrown out by the ref. But you notice how a lot of these matches now, one of the spots is everybody gets thrown out. Yeah, it's been reoccurring where that used to only happen every blue moon. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's make this shit special again. Uh, Nakamura cor corners Kofi with some offense after the break. Nice sliding German onto the outside by Nakamura. Always love that spot. Kofi fights back, but is grounded by Nakamura. Nice running knee on Kofi by Nakamura, as he uh, and he rolls back in for a, for a near fall. Kofi finally drops Nakamura. Kofi takes control, but Kofi meets Nakamura's knees after high risk attempt. Back and forth exchange, extend, uh, ending with Kofi getting the two count after the SOS. Double foot stomp once again. The caveman, yeah. main roster, two count. Uh, Kofi it was vicious though. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty vicious. Kofi attempts to trouble in paradise, but is reversed into a sleeper. This also allows Nakamura to rake the eyes, and then Kinshasa's Kofi for the win. Cesaro comes back out and pulls out a table, but Big E chases him and Nakamura out of the ring. It looked like a botch with Nakamura and Big E because, like, right there before uh, Nakamura left the ring, he's like, oh, you going to do something to me? Oh, well, run towards me. I'm just going to get out of the ring now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that was about. So what is your rating? Two grams. Uh, yo, mama's weed. <laughs> when she when, that she had from back in the eighties, and she was like a party girl, and then she stopped smoking weed. And she just be like, she she always be talking about she gonna smoke, and she just had it for years. That weed. Um, well, I couldn't got Nakamura wrestling like this on any of his title runs. Hmm. Uh, that that's. My main question was to watch this. Like you tell me, you couldn't you couldn't wrestle like yeah. this. Not not in any match on your title run. Yeah. You couldn't wrestle any at any point like this. Yeah, Kofi would stay with the precious shoes, don't he? Yeah, stay with it. I mean, the, the the footwear is definitely on point as he comes down to the ring. But why, when Nakamura came down, did it say he's a two-time television champion? When the Intercontinental Championship is the title for the show. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that he's not a two-time. Is he a two-time? You know, I think or is it floated between him and Rusev. Okay. I mean, but I think that is that when he won his first one. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know if he won it or not. I, uh, it doesn't matter. I know he was an Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. So, well, um. Yeah. Two grams of your mama weed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to rate this Colt 45 when it first came out. <laughs> with Billy D doing the commercials. Colt 45. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, reason being, you know, Colt 45 was a bomb back then from what I heard. And only people that uh, wear old NBA jeans with all the teams on them. <laughs> <laughs> and South Pole shirts with uh, they drink Colt 45 started off good but it fizzed out just like Shinsuke Nakamura's career yeah. this man had one of the best debuts into the company and it just fell and fell like when he lost against uh, who was it uh, 
What's the Indian dude? Gender Mahal. Yes. Not once but twice. You know, that that really just did me and it pissed me off if anything. And Vince said of all things, well the higher ups or whoever said that he lacks fucking charisma. This man doesn't have to say anything and oozes charisma. Yeah. I mean, from that killer ring entrance then to his, you know, to his demeanor, just how he carries himself, not to mention his strong man style, that was enough for him to get over, and they failed to do so. Uh, Kofi Kingston, the more I watch Kofi in these single matches and whatever. Well, why you couldn't just give him a, someone who could talk for him? If that was if that was your if if that was your problem if if, if just having a speaker for him why you couldn't just give him a manager? Shinsuke spoke pretty good English in my opinion. I mean, he spoke enough. I mean, with all that package when when he first came in from NXT, I was so I, I was I already knew who Nakamura was. Yeah. But the presentation that they gave him was so phenomenal, and then when he got called up. I thought they did a decent job with him, like all the way from the Royal Rumble. I was like, I'm like, all right, cool, we're gonna, because they they dropped the ball with yeah. him with agenda, but they picked it back up, and I'm like, okay, well they recognize where they need to go with him, and they just killed it. This is also another one of my questions. Uh, I mean, if if his language barrier was such an issue, why the fuck did they even have the Iron Sheep back in the day? I can I could understand Shinsuke Nakamura better than I could the Iron Sheep. Right. Yeah, it's just those things, you know. With Kofi, like I said, I see this man in single competition sometimes, even with what he does with the New Day, and still nothing is mentioned about his squash no. about Brock Lesnar uh, for the title. He's never he's addressed it here and there, but he he's never been given a rematch, and he's just it seems like he's content just being tag team champions in New Day. I mean. I'm I'm over the new day. Me too. Me too. I mean, I I, I love Kofi Kingston. I love Big E. I love Xavier. Yes. I think that's you no know, new day was. It needs to be refreshed. It needs to change. It needs yeah. to like I'm over the way the new day's constructed, or I'm or I'm and I'm over them being just attached to each other in a mid card realm. Mm-hmm. If they were attached to each other and one of them was really pushed to the forefront as a champion, mm-hmm. like I'm ready for a big E run and let Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston run with the title. Yeah. Booking with 420. Okay. This is how you do that. Yes. You have Big E get his shot because I mean you know they're 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 vocally. Talking about Biggie, they're vocally saying, you know, they have like on the podcast, a Court Grace podcast, they have mm-hmm. him talking about Biggie. They have, you know, um, I've seen multiple outlets like um, they'll be rendering a match between how they will book uh, Biggie turning on the New Day. Yep. But this is how I will book Biggie and the New Day. Biggie finally gets his title shot. Biggie. Wins the championship from Braun Strowman out of all people. He, he, you know, he showcases his strength, wins the title. Then you have Big E about to lose on his first title match, and then Xavier Woods costs him the title. Ah. Thus, you put in Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods being the the, the the voice of Kofi Kingston yeah. and Big E being the face. That's how you book Big E and New Day on 
Booking with Foe 20. Tune in next week once again for uh, Booking with NKB 420. Yeti. With a Colt. Colt 45. <laughs> next week I will be drinking a Colt 45. I won't be joining you. <laughs> <laughs> he will be drunk by the Smackin' Down segment. Leave us messages <laughs> on what you want NKB420 to drink. I will drink any beer that you ask me to drink. And I will post a photo of me drinking said beer. That's what it is. That's what it is. I think I'll, I think I'll join you with that. Why not? But please, be gentle, okay? No camo, no St. Ives, no red dog. I will drink <laughs> any beer you tell me to drink. It's going to be horrible. It's going to make me feel like I need to sleep under a bridge after that. <laughs> right. But, uh, okay. Uh, Seamus and uh, Jeff Hardy segment. This is the toast segment, whatever the fuck. Seamus talks down on Jeff from the type trying, calls Jeff pathetic with an disappointment. Blah, 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 blah. Same old shit. He gives Hardy a lame-ass poem. Waste the fucking time. Jeff pours the drink on the bartender in the ring. Takes the shirt off. Swan times the bartender. And I'm thinking maybe Seamus pissed in the glass or some shit. I don't give a fuck. The show goes out there after that. You know, it was a decent segment, but an odd segment to end on. Like, I was like, that's just like a middle, you know, like, that was a middle of the card, middle of the show type segment. I don't like it. Um, the, the smack to the back of the head with the, uh, bottle was cool. I, I mean, I, I, like anything that resembles some hardcore shit. Yeah. Um, but shame is calling him a junkie. <laughs> You're a junkie? Oh, through when he called him a junkie, yo. And he was like, Do you think it's funny? And I was like, Yes, he called you a junkie. But it's the same. I mean, yo, it is what it is. It's the same thing over and over yeah, and over. It's like, I mean, All right. I, I would have thought they would have gave up on using that trope with CM Punk. I thought he was so pissed about it. I mean, I remember him. As soon as he got fired, and he was just, he had that drug fuel rant with him and Matt. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I'll, I'll never forget that shit. Uh, my problem with this is Seamus deserves better. Jeff Hardy deserves better. You talk about Jeff Hardy having this redemption story. I'm thinking Jeff Hardy is going to be elevated to perhaps facing a Bray Wyatt after he gets done with Braun Strowman. And they have their story. But oh my God. with this I just forgot all about Bray Wyatt and Jeff Hardy. That that's incredible. I didn't yeah. even think of anything about it. This just haven't dawned on me. But yeah. And, but with this this right here, I'm calling you a druggie, a pill popper, a junkie. What is that really doing for Jeff Hardy? Uh what is that really doing for him even you know, behind the scenes, if he's recovering like that, you have all this beer and alcohol and stuff. It might be water in it, but still, the visual is yeah. there. Who's to say he doesn't relapse? I think this shit is uh, playing too close home. Yeah, and this is another act of being pritchy. Like being, and he got a pritchy, and he got pritchy. <laughs> yeah, and he got Bruce Pritchett. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like, nah. Yeah. And he, he, this is recent. It's not like you're, you're new to this walk. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, like, he's been on this journey long, you know, so he's not like a, a, a Sean Higginbottom. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a sick and bald call, man now. <laughs> I'm going to call him Higginbottom. Oh, yeah. He's retired, Higginbottom. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he, this this just happened last year, right? Yeah, it's still fresh. Yeah. I mean, this man has just came he back. Might, he might still be on parole. He might still got to call into his P.O. <laughs> I got to step in here. <laughs> oh, hey, how you doing, Phil? <laughs> need, me t- need me to take a whiz? Oh, you ain't Phil or Phil. He usually here to take my piss. <laughs> and he's cool with Phil, so <laughs> Phil lets him slide sometimes. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, a little dark. It's a little dark. <laughs> Come on, Jeff, shit. Come on, Jeff, shit. Curtis is not letting shit slide. Hell because no. he's, he's in... He's in uh, in rankings to become the next supervisor. <laughs> Phil, Phil got motherfucking uh, the Hardy Boys T-shirt up under his motherfucking shirt, under his collar. And he got he's, still, he's still star starstruck every time he comes in. <laughs> he, he, always, <laughs> he, always, he always got this nigga on Snapchat while this nigga pissing on the back. <laughs> Jeff's in here. <laughs> Jeff is here. <laughs> You know, you know, he be sitting there like posing and shit. You know how I do. I'm always with stars. <laughs> oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. <laughs> oh, my God. The urine collector. The urine collector, Phil. Curtis in his motherfucking ass. He said, fuck you, dog. I don't watch WWE. <laughs> Get your drug ass away. Piss in his cup. What you mean? What you mean is Phil here, motherfucker? Get my name is Curtis, out. motherfucker. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> Curtis, I ain't talking about 50 Cent, nigga. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Hardy Road. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. Here goes this cup. <laughs> about to get a hardy ass whooping this cup. This motherfucking piss dog. You're going to be a locked up hardy if shit doesn't work out. <laughs> My name Curtis. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Roach clip of the week <laughs> for SmackDown was definitely the Matt Riddle John Morrison match. That shit yeah. was fucking flame. It was. Uh, yeah, that's all I can say about that. I agree. Uh, no lies detected there. We're gonna move on to uh, a bash that is American that and- wasn't advertised until the other company decided they have had their little fest. But we had the Great American Bash Part 1 on this week's NXT. And before you start off, so NXT can give me... The presentation of NXT seems like it's the best show, like right? Like They, they get Pyro! They get Pyro. <laughs> they get different sets. Yeah. Like... Am I am I really supposed to just watch NXT because that's it seems like that's the only thing like you might give them WrestleMania spots. Yeah. But when since NXT's been going head to head on that same weekend, yeah. has NXT's pay-per-view not been better than WrestleMania? Always. Always. I can't name a WrestleMania since NXT takeover has been around. They had only one win and what was that Survivor Series? Yeah, well, it, was, it was a no Royal Rumble. This past Royal Rumble, this Royal Rumble to me was better than the NXT counterpart. 
Uh, yeah, I can, I can say it was more close than it's ever been. And since this COVID thing has happened, like we hold on to that pay per view right there is something you know one That's of the standard. last one of the last uh, stadium field events that I don't watch a lot of the main roster pay per views uh, over again because for some reason you know they're they're, they're not have, good the second time around. There's no replay and, value. Yeah, in comparison to back in the day. I went back and watched the Royal Rumble again. Uh, I loved Edge's return to the ring. I mean, the the whole the whole card to me the was dope. The whole card was dope. And then on top of that, we had Drew McIntyre going over to win the uh, the, the the Royal Rumble. I loved when Drew McIntyre kicked Brock Lesnar over the over the top rope. It was like it was a lot of good shit. But for the most part, NXT has been kicking the main roster's ass on every given weekend. Yes. When it comes to to their shows, and even this show tonight, yeah, from the from the design, from the screen, from the cars that was there, from the pyro, as I was watching NXT, I realized it, it, like, the fans became like something of a, a, a of an afterthought. Like yeah. it, it felt like yeah. fans were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the way it was the, the way the presentation they gave yeah. was. I mean, and if they did add sound effects, I kind of didn't even know. I, I mean, if they did, I don't think they did because there were dead spots in certain matches. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it, but uh, yeah, great from from the start. Yeah, for the most, I mean, we 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 still see Vince trying to put his sports entertainment thing on uh, NXT. We just want pure wrestling. Pure wrestling is the reason why we gravitated toward NXT for too much sports entertainment. Couple segments here and there, but just don't make that the focal point of your show right. when you have so many great talents that can put on clinics just like they did in this episode. Uh, quick rundown of the card. Tegan Knox defeats Miriam, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai for the number one contender spot. Timothy Thatcher defeats Oni Lorcan. Rhea Ripley defeats Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Dexter Loomis defeats Roderick, Roderick Strong. Io Shirai defeats Sasha Banks. So, we'll start off with Mia Yim versus Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. They're all hesitant to touch after the bell. Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai exit the ring. Knox and Yim lock up. LeRae put, uh, puts Yim on the outside and sends her to the steps. LeRae rolls up Knox after the distraction. Kai with forearm on LeRae. Nice drop kick from Yim to LeRae as she just, as she tries to dive on the outside. LeRae splashes Yim in the corner, moves to the apron, and fucks up <laughs> Dakota Kai on the apron. <laughs> Bro, I was, you know, LeRae, I was on the phone talking to Dive Man to 11 while I was watching that. <laughs> in the mid-conversation, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, she got her face Fucked up. You know when the ref looked down, it was shit. You alright? Is <laughs> <laughs> your dad? Move your feet if you're dead. But it, it was a good transition by all that uh Candace LeRae was doing because then LeRae uh LeRae also dived on Tegan Knox to end it. But it also was a German TM from the middle rope by LeRae, so LeRae is hitting some dope ass spots during this during this time. Knox hits LeRae with a forearm, missing Kai. Kai hits LeRae with a big boot. And a big boot. And another big boot. And another big boot. On Dakota Kai by Yim. Yim eliminates Relay uh Relay. <laughs> LeRae with the check your is it the check your neck? 
check your neck, disrespect. I don't know. That bitch can flip. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, LeRae is eliminated. Both Yim and Knox double team on Kai. They hit Kai with a double cannonball in the corner, and Kai kicks out even with a two. Even with two of them on top. So that was pretty impressive. Him and Knox go at it. Uh, Kai is back in, but she eats a dragon suplex by Yim. Yim is in control on Knox and Kai. Yim uses Kai as a step from the top rope for a hurricanrana. Dive and also a dive on Knox. Dive on Kai from the other side. Soul food on Knox, but Knox escapes the ring. Kai rolls up Yim for the second elimination. So this, this comes down to Kai and Knox. Kai and Knox exchange blows. They look spent. Kai kicks Knox's ponytail of who she kicked the fuck out of. <laughs> she kicked. Bing! <laughs> All right. Uh, Knox then takes over. Triple European uppercut by Knox with a fierce cannonball for a near fall. A fall away bridge by Knox on Kai. I fucking love the way that this, that this match ended, you know, just the, the whole transition and them going at it and being spent, you know. But Kai kicks Knox and then tosses her from the top rope for a near fall. Kai beats down Knox, but Knox hits Kai with a face plant. Knox misses the finisher. Kai puts Knox in submission, but she breaks it and then headbutts Kai to go to the top rope and hit her with a molly go round and then sets up the shiniest wizard for the win. Yo, this a this a a for some fire. Goddamn I mean, right. You know, majority of our um of my ratings on NXT is probably just going to be measurements because <laughs> it ain't a, it's not a lot of filler on, no. on NXT and nah. and they they proven for the upteenth week in yep. a row yep. that they are wrestling. They are the product you want to see. I, I I will debate anyone any day that tells me that. AEW or other main uh, programming ever have better weeks than the NXT or better ending of feuds than NXT. So, um, yeah, it was able some fire. I love the fact that Tegan Knox is getting a push. I'm glad finally we're shaking up the division. Yeah, um, I, I I really think the women who that who have had their chance with the title either won or been in title contention yeah. they should go ahead and move them up now yeah like just take like you know the count of Saray's she needs to go on up like you need because the division is weak the main roster division is weak and we need different talent up there like I mean I'm pretty sure Katie Casey Catarazaro and <laughs> Calzone. <laughs> Katie Calzone, Katamazoo, and <laughs> Casey. I guess I'm going to be the new Ember Moon. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Kaden Carter. Okay. Kaden, don't call me uh, Lil Wayne Carter. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> YMCMB looking here as bitch. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, they. They know how to present their talent, their, their female talent well, and they know how to curate. So, like, you can take Mia Yim and you can move her up. Like, I think Mia Yim is ready. Like, Mia Yim is a soldier, too. Like, Mia Yim, <laughs> did, Mia Yim that took some bumps, yeah. some vicious bumps, and still continue matches. And I mean, she was put... I don't know what you can do with that character other than make her... Uh, like, to me, Mia Yim is, like, a better version of Tamina. 
And I mean, you can put, you can put a, a like a transitional title run on her. Yeah, I don't know what else you can do with her because maybe they can figure out a way to promote her. But she's always been presented the same way. Yeah, like a black and amazing, blazing hip hop. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, all right, um, I'm gonna. Then this is the upper echelon, one of the upper echelon ratings that I'll give. What's better than a Corona Light? Ooh. A Corona Rita. Corona Rita. Why? Why? Because you look at these four. You look at how all of them have grown while they've been in NXT. I didn't really understand uh, Mia Yim at first. Where was she going with her... Uh, with her whole character, uh, she was de- she was decent in a ring, in my opinion, and I just still it, it still questioned me on who is this person. She showed me who that person was in that fucking ladder match where this motherfucker got her nose split wide open and to the bl- white white me and continued the match just to go through a fucking table at the end of it. After that, did she get her head busted? Like the back of her head? Uh, was the back of no? I think it was her nose. I mean, I'm talking about when she hit the table. Probably so. Like she, she ate that, and she still walked away a soldier. Like I mean, it's much respect to Mia Yim, you know, and I, and she showed it in this match. She, she went on a nice run, diving from side to side, and you can see that I think she's gonna be something. You're absolutely right. Change uh, her gimmick. I mean, I think she's just due for a gimmick change, and you yeah. can do something with it. Like, but you're absolutely right. She's Tamina. Done right. Yeah, Tamina done right. Nia Jax and Tamina can learn something from me, you know. And, yeah, well, I see nothing but, but great things for her. Tegan Knox, she had two, you know, halts by, by two devastating injuries. And she didn't even think that she'd still have a career. And even then, they showed that she'd either be a May Young Classic winner or perhaps even NXT champ if she stayed healthy then. I'm glad that she weathered the storm. And she showed to me... That she's regained her confidence back and, you know, nothing can stop her. I love the ending where she really showcased all that she could do between Dakota Kai. I like how you believe her character. That ponytail getting knocked loose, she should keep that going (laughs) forever. Like, the face expressions, all of that, the passion, that, 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 that always lure me in when it comes to a good match. She's, she's, uh, like a... Like Bailey or Kylie Ray with an attitude, yeah, but with a still like a face gimmick, but with an attitude, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, she can go, she can go, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I loved Bailey's gimmick, but did I ever really take her serious outside of the feud she had with Sasha, Charlotte, yeah. and Becky? Yeah, no. yeah. It was always like your your gimmick is too happy for you to even but, feel you. I mean, it worked in NXT. To me, it never worked until now. Like, she's almost like Hulk Hogan to me. Her her gimmick never worked until she went bad. Like, I love her gimmick now. Like, her gimmick now is so dope. But she showed so much promise in NXT with the Bailey I'm a hugger gimmick. Yeah, yeah. That showed me all shit. She's the next uh, Hogan, John Cena type, where, where she could be a face and people will gravitate towards oh, her because yeah. she's so happy. But didn't you know, work. It but didn't you work know, on yeah. Once, once Vince get a hold of you, 
Want to get his grips on it. And even though Bruce well, Pritchard <laughs> wasn't there, she still got Pritchard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, we get to, when he get to touching on it, let's come in now. Come in, let me talk to you. Yeah, man. I'm going to ruin your career yeah. real quick, like. And uh, I hope I'm leaving up. No, uh, well, it's Candice LeRae. Yeah. This was another person I knew what she did on the indies, uh, how good she was, how she could definitely take a beating. But she was definitely, I think, getting a little bit. She was getting her shine off of being Jar- Johnny Gargano's wife. Yeah. For her, a long time, because I've yeah. seen her wrestle in uh, mixed tag matches. Yeah. Or oh, not even mixed tag matches. Like, I've seen her with a, quite a few matches with, like, with Joey Ryan. Yeah. Man, they was going for it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. she she's wrestled quite a few guys and, and, they, and took severe bumps for sure. I mean, I seen one; she got busted open and still yeah. wrestling match. Don't clean me up. I'm yeah. finna wrestle like them. Yeah, uh, she really showed us something when she went uh, with, with with her EO with her EO Shirai got into it. That was yeah. definitely a dope ass match. But we knew that she couldn't stay in that position where she was, and her heel turn now. I like it. It fits. It's needed. I see her in the title picture for sure. She keeps on going this way. Dakota Kai benefited from her heel turn more than I think anybody yeah. in NXT. She was great. Loved her. Uh, loved her being team kick. But man, when she fucked up Tegan Knox at Survivor Series, first of all, it was a shocker. But I instantly loved it. Yeah. Ferocious. She yeah. has uh, Raul Gonzalez. <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez. She has Raquel Gonzalez in her corner who was absent this night. It really showed. I like the fact that even as heels, they don't need anybody to cheat or be a distraction for them to get their character over in NXT. I like when heels actually get a victory just off of their ring work and still talking to shit. What, what makes it dope like to me there's no problem with that yeah. that's needed but when every character f- try to follow follow a certain mold yeah we, we seen that I remember when uh when I was actually trying to become a wrestler every guy was dressing like Matt and Jeff Hardy <laughs> every little dude every little white dude had some hair yeah dying and looking like little 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 white six nines <laughs> little, little like little white six nine Eminem babies 58 <laughs> listening to Lincoln Park <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard with the motherfucking Target Jinkos on motherfucking doing flips in the backyard yeah um, with, with tight shirts <laughs> with tank tops on then everybody became AJ style, little little. I'm gonna do spiral taps and break my neck, and then you know everybody wanted to be the CM Punk. Is it's those been the trends? It's Follow good to leader. see. It's good to see NXT have certain different types of characters. Yeah, that that are, that are highly highlighted. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wish it translate on the different shows that they get pushed to, but I guess. I'm not supposed to, and I'm supposed to just enjoy what I got when I have it, and just because it's b- the best thing to watch anyway. So who cares what they do on other? If they do something on a main roster, cool. If they don't, hey, I gotta see them when they were younger. <laughs> I gotta see them when they were more hungry. I gotta, you know, what I'm saying I gotta see them do do the best shit because they already majority of those guys. There's a couple of them that are out of born out of the performance center, but the yep. majority of the guys have already made their name either on different major promotions or on, on the indies. Yeah. So 
we already know about them to a to a degree. Certain people do. You know what I'm saying? The wonderful world of the internet. Yeah. Will let you pick up on anybody, no, no matter what. Very easy access. No matter uh, what organization that is. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, moving on. Uh, Damian Priest is in the back with Sarah's cousin, Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> She's Sheila for now until I find out her name. Uh, Priest says Cameron Grimes has his attention, and the beating he gives to him will live forever. Timothy Thatcher versus Only Lorcan. Timothy, don't fix my teeth, Thatcher. <laughs> hey, he's been through a bit. He's definitely been through a bit. Uh, lots of grappling. Chopped by Lorcan. Bow and arrow stretched by Thatcher. Lots of mat wrestling. Lorcan controls Thatcher working the arm. Thatcher takes over to attempt to work Orkin, uh, Lorcan's arm. Thatcher focused on the left arm of Lorcan. Lorcan gets some relief uh, and works the upper back of Lorcan. We see both of them using multiple holes, though, as they work. Like, you had Thatcher... Who had uh, the head scissor, scissor on Only Lorcan while working on the arm. And then you had Only Lorcan digging his head into his back while, uh, <coughs> while he was working on yeah. Thatcher's upper back. <coughs> Knife edge chops by Lorcan, but Thatcher answers with a European <coughs> uppercut that sends Lorcan onto the outside. Thatcher continues to work on the left arm of Lorcan, followed by a belly to belly suplex. Lorcan blocks uh, the suplex back into the ring. Uh, excuse me. Half and half suplex, then. A running European uppercut on Thatcher for a near fall. Chops up, uh, chops and European uppercuts between the two. Lorcan slaps the fuck out of Thatcher, followed by a single Boston Crab. Thatcher reverses and locks on so, some sort of knee submission. Shit looked like it hurt. Lorcan escapes and gives Nitrous, uh, Thatcher some more knife edge chops. Thatcher returns a favor with a slap, then a double arm slam for a near fall. Thatcher looks for another submission. Lorcan puts his fingers in the mouth, mouth of Thatcher for desperation at the end, but Thatcher still locks in the Fujiwara armbar for the tap. Thatcher, snap, Thatcher then snaps and keeps it on Lorcan, but eventually breaks the hold. Your rating. Um... It's two grams of some fire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It wasn't the best match in the world, and they, this, but they, they definitely, uh, they both work well together. De uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I love that that style of wrestling. I love that brutal, that strong style, that brutal strong style of wrestling. Um, Timothy Thatcher is another list of guys that are kind of crazy. Crazy white guys. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how you. I mean, I guess we, we we do see some differences between Timothy Thatcher and Dexter Loomis and uh, Killer Carrying Cross, but uh -huh. um, I don't know. I I, I like him. I like him. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking once Timothy Thatcher got away from Riddle, I was thinking that him, Danny Birch, and Oni Lorcan would have been a great stable. And maybe that could still kind of happen. Like, give him Danny Birch next. Yeah. Oh. Give give Timothy Thatcher Danny Birch next, like on, on on the next one, and then all of a sudden, in in, in Timothy Thatcher's next feud after he beats Danny Birch, yeah. Have them Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch make the save. Maybe he's going against uh, uh, Keith Lee for the. North American Championship, you know, whatever. I can dig it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, 
slightly booking with 420 slight. Slight. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a cold bottle of Heineken, man. Yeah, I mean, this, I, I dug this match. It, it, it gave me shades of a William Regal versus Chris Benoit match. A lot of right. stiffness, a lot of grappling, a lot of ground submissions, just a lot of brutality. And I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm enjoying Timothy Thatcher a bit more since I'm finally getting to see him uh, do his work. Uh, I heard him and Oni Lorcan definitely have a history outside of the WWE, and this is not the first time that they've touched. Uh, I think I agree with you as far as uh, Thatcher, Birch, Oni Lorcan becoming the trio. And maybe, you know, if everything opens up, I would love to see them in Imperium go at it. This is uh, Alex, Alex Wolf, Fabian Eichner, and uh, Mar- Mar- Marcel Bertel. Yeah, I think that'll be dope. I think they, I can see them killing them. <laughs> Shit, I'm fucked up. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's the kick in. Oh, shit. You think about Phil and Curtis over there? <laughs> you know that shit from Curtis. And you lost, now Curtis. <laughs> you know that shit was Jeff, come on in here. There's a reason why you lost. <laughs> Come on, <in. laughs> God damn it! But yeah, man, good match uh, between Lorkin and Thatcher. Carrying uh, Cross promo. Carrying Cross promo uh, returning on Hayes, <laughs> Hops, <laughs> and Turnbuckles. <laughs> More creepiness of the creepiness. I mean, it's pretty much of a warning. These niggas creeping. <laughs> it's pretty much of a warning to everybody that comes around carrying cross paths. Uh, TikTok, your time is up. Whatever, you know, the man's creepy. All right, next is Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Stone comes out in boxing attire. Very Vince <laughs> McManish. Goggles and also a mouthpiece. I won't waste time on much note-taking for this match. I didn't. Aaliyah has gotten a bit better. Stone helps Aaliyah get a near fall. Electric chair by Ripley. Stone and Stone and his vent shit. Aaliyah lands a dive on Ripley. Uh, they take a commercial break. Boston Crab and a headlock on Ripley by Stone and Aaliyah. Double suplex by Ripley. Ripley takes control. More cringe. She makes both us uh, makes them both tap with her prison trap. Oh, uh, I rate this shit. It's that weird when you see a fine little chick <laughs> and she's like, I smoke too. <laughs> <laughs> and she got some trash. Like, well, at least you cute though. That's what I read. <laughs> <laughs> at least you cute. Yeah. Man. Ooh, is this real weed? Is you trying to set me up, bitch? God damn. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Man? Said CBD oil. You put CBD on some oh. kale. Well, this is not weed. This is oregano. <laughs> you hit me with the fake. What the fuck is going on? You got, you got wires in here. I'm gonna still stay. I'm gonna try to see where this goes. But yeah, man. Uh, man. I'm gonna rate this. Do I even need to rate this? I mean, you can. I mean, it's part of the, you know, kind of the show. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with something I, I went with last last week. 
Another hot bottle of Mickey's. Hot bottle of Mickey's. And I got a question. Where, where is, you where you pouring your drunk? Where is I got a question. Where is Vanessa born? Uh, I don't know. Probably with Kim Possible. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, where is Vanessa born? Not that she really mattered, but we know her and Aaliyah was some sort of a duo. She probably got that COVID. I don't know. Probably. Pro- not probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, I don't like this whole Robert Stones thing, you know. When it comes, I mean, it's cool, what? but that shit is hilarious. If bro. anything, it doesn't need. It to breaks. Be. It breaks up the monotony of I'm going to have the 19th star match every fucking joint. It breaks up the monotony, other than it being the other way around. I'm cool with a little bit of. Sports entertainment and only thing I didn't like is come on dude, you're gonna tap out both of them at the same time. Like come on man, like But how does this how does this benefit Rhea Ripley? She's already down in the dumps after losing the title from Charlotte at Mania. That pretty much killed everything that they were trying to do for Rhea Ripley. How does this help Ripley? It it doesn't help Ripley at all because Ripley for one, it doesn't even make sense as a face. Ripley's a heel. She makes no sense as a face. But as a face, she was over. She was over. Really? Was she? Yes, she was. On she, ring work alone. When she Her beat, character didn't make any sense as a face. I she, never thought that. When she has to she would just uh, just like the build for WrestleMania, she was the prototypical fucking Charlotte Flair. That's what she was. Like Charlotte makes no sense as a face. When she beat Shayna Baszler, and the whole build at Survivor Series, her winning that Survivor Survivor Series match as well. As a face, she was very over. I can't say she's ever gonna reach that type of pinnacle now, but I mean, it was definitely over when it happened. I like her as a heel. I don't know what happened when. Um, I think it was her and Tegan Knox. She was really dragging uh, Tegan Knox for injuring her. Uh, when was it? The May Young Classic. Yeah, I think it was a May Young Classic. Uh, so they never ever revisited that. I'll probably want to see that once again. Tegan Knox versus, versus Ray Ripley. It's still a, it still isn't an ending to that story. Right, right, true. Uh, so um, Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong in a strap match. I'm another nigga that's creepy. <laughs> and what's funny about this is, as we were watching uh, Extreme Rules, they had Yuma, uh, Yumanga. Ooh, <laughs> Versus CM Punk. The Samoan Bulldozer. That was also a strap rap match, but the rules were you had to hit all four corners uh, uh, of the turnbuckle, and that's how you won. This... Mysteriously, this is missing. Yeah, this is this is non-existent in this match. But Loomis is money. Strong is hesitant, grabbing the strap first. But Strong sneak, uh, Strong sneaks Loomis before. No. Yeah, Strong sneaks uh, Loomis before he grabs the strap. Loomis no sells Strong and helps him out with the strap, and the match starts. Loomis uppercuts Strong using the strap. Strong goes on the outside, but Loomis pulls him into the apron. Strong tries to whip Loomis, but misses. Loomis takes back over. Loomis works Strong in the corner, and Strong kicks Loomis in the chest. A no-sell after chopping Strong. Strong is tossed back into the ring, and Strong with a knee. And Strong comes with a knee strike on Loomis. 
Strong mounts some offense in the corner, but Loomis hits home, uh, hits him with an uppercut. Loomis misses Strong with a lashing, but tosses his ass off the steps to the ramp. Then the fight goes up the stage. Strong is ran into the screen. Then Loomis opens the trunk, but Strong escapes the trunk. Olympic slam on Loomis on the outside. Strong finally whips Loomis, and <laughs> that shit had to suck. Because yeah. finally when that strap hit his back, I wouldn't even be able to tell you, you know what, fuck this match and fuck yeah, you yeah. and fuck everything about it. You're going to keep on hitting me like this. Nah. <laughs> Strong clubs Loomis into a near fall. Strong I'm a man, Damon. <laughs> I'm a man. Strong slows it down with some rest holes, and Loomis fights back, but Strong continues the whipping. A killer clothesline from Loomis. Loomis is in control, and it's a bulldog into a near fall. Slingshot suplex by Loomis, and Loomis gets some get back whipping Strong. Loomis attempts the submission, but eats a knee from Strong. Superplex on Loomis for a two count. Strong ties the legs and applies a Boston Crab, but Loomis escapes to the outside. Strong is dropped on the apron, and out comes Bobby Fish and sweeps Loomis on the apron. Running kick to Loomis for a two count, and a brawl breaks out between Strong and Loomis. Fish comes in and is clotheslined by the strap inadvertently by both, and uh, Fish is put is sent off the apron with Loomis sending Strong into the ropes. Loomis wraps Strong in the strap, Uranagi into the silence for the tap. Uh, uh, it's some overpriced dispensary weed. So it's an Ava, some overpriced. I say that because uh, Loomis, he got he got to up his his uh, his move set. His mm -hmm. move set is stale and. Kind of over that. Like you gotta show me some more. Give me some more of that. Dip more into that bag, brother. Yeah. Dip more into that bag. Let me see something. I mean, I like his character. This character's dope, but his moves that is. Other than that, nigga to be creepy. Uh, that's all I got. Match was dope though. Good yeah. spots. Good spots. Uh, Roger Stone. What can you say? Roger Stone always gonna put on a decent match. Yes, sir. He can work pretty much with anybody. It, it, that's. You know, we're kind of, I'm kind of spoiled in that way when it comes to pretty much all the members of a disputed era. And put, especially when they're putting on for an event, even if it's a uh, takeover or just uh, a highly publicized event, you know, a weekly event, you know, they, they go out their way to put on decent matches. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm spoiled. This is uh, a Corona. No light? Extra. Extra on why? When a light is not available, I will take an ice cold Corona Extra. <laughs> didn't like that they didn't use the four corners, but, you know, it's a decent match. I mean, yeah. what you see is what you get. You know yeah. if you have Dexter Loomis and Roderick Strong, you're going to get a good match. I love Dexter Loomis' character, as I said last week, and I'm looking forward to where it goes. I think Strong definitely... Uh, he, he has more of an identity with the Undisputed Era. Uh, he's definitely um, became more of, you know, he. I think he's became more more fierce when it comes to his in-ring work, too. Yeah. What do you do with Bobby Fish, though? I, I mentioned this before. If Bobby Fish is injury-prone or whatnot... So just leave him as a manager? 
Yeah, you, like you move him into a managerial spot. So maybe have him own. wrestle every now and then and add and bring up another person to Undisputed Era. We'll see, to me, O'Reilly's money. Oh, for sure. Like, to me, O'Reilly should have been put in the Roddy Strong position. And Roddy Strong should have been in O'Reilly. And it should have been Strong and Fish. Always the constant, yeah. You know, the way they came in, champion. The way they came in, though, Strong was already there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong just didn't have an identity. Yeah, you know? I think he wrestled. I think didn't he wrestle Bobby Roode for the title? Yeah, it's like one of the more born. He talked about his family too. Yeah, it's my family. <laughs> it's my family. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Phillips calls this night historic. Oh, man. It's historical. On, on a Dusty Rose. <laughs> this is a historical, non-promoted event. But it's historic. Yeah. Keith Lee is interviewed. He runs down his accomplishments, and he says he won't let the people down. He also says he's waited patiently, and now it's his opportunity. He bigs up, he bigs up Adam Cole's run, calling it legendary. Cole responds with these accolades, but it wasn't good as his. He says he's responsible for everyone's success. It was definitely a nice video. He says, uh, Lee uh, says, though Cole is undisputed, Lee is unstoppable. They're saying this is the biggest match in NXT history. Man, holy no promo, Batman. <laughs> um, I tell you what, though. I mean, you got two incredible talents. This promo package was dope. I, I mean, it was really dope. I kind of wish we didn't know that, you know. I mean, I, it's kind of better, though, that we didn't have no long drawn off you. As much as yeah. you want to say that it hasn't been promoted, yeah. wouldn't you be sick of it if this shit was promoted for, like, a good four fucking weeks? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've seen the same promo package over and over again. That's kind of what I do like about NXT is not drug down my neck. Even, I mean, even though they happen to sneak... Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa down our throats for about four fucking years straight, but certain pro programs, man, they, they know how to get on and get over with really good and really quick. I agree. I agree. Um, Sarah's cousin. <laughs> Sarah. She's in the back of Candice Ray and Johnny Gargano. <laughs> LaRae says it was three on one with Gargano backing her up. LaRae spots Kim and they get into it again. Isaiah Scott is there as well, and him and Gargano exchange words. Uh, so I guess you know that's gonna that's gonna initiate the match for Isaiah Swerve Scott and Johnny Gargano next week on the unpromoted Great American NXT. Yeah, boy. <laughs> All right, the refs. Uh, San oh, I'm sorry. Santos Escobar comes out, and we finally have a name for the trio. Delgado. Del, Del Fantasma. Fantasma. Yes. And he says the culture used to mean something. They were icons and role models. Their tradition was turned into a sideshow. He says they were to believe that Lucha Libre was just a bunch of guys in masks just doing flips. He says they are wrong. They are more than a mask, and we'll rediscover... Lucha Libre in their own image. They are going to they're going to build their empire. Teardrop Maverick, <laughs> neck brace and all, is on the stage. He takes off the next uh, neck brace for ass whooping part three. <laughs> but 
in this case, he finally has help. Rizongo makes the save. Cameron Grimes is with Sarah's cousin, Mackenzie Mitchell. She finally has a name. Grimes says he has no time for the pass. He has his foot on the gas. <laughs> Cameron Grimes, hold up, bro. Yo, hold up, yo. I love it, Cameron Grimes. This whole game, everything but his finish. I mean, yeah. it's, it's BS. I mean, now if Kofi used his finish yeah. as a finish, it would be, I, I'm, I would let that slide. Yeah. But the fact that it's not I, just irks me. Yeah, it's, that's bullshit. Anyway, he calls out the winner for next week's title match. We have another Mercedes Martinez vignette, so they're definitely, they definitely always prepare you for what's coming on NXT and getting you familiar, familiar with the talent. And she'll be coming she's in. She's going to be a monster. Yeah, she'll be coming in next week to, to you know, fit like a glove in the women's division. So that's who's going to be the bricks off EO. <laughs> <laughs> that's who's going to take that strap. Possibly, possibly. And we also got coming up next week, six-man tag between Delegado, Del Fantasma, versus Bizango, Teardrop, Maverick. All right, so before you continue, um, what do you think about Teardrop, Maverick, and uh, him still getting TV time for being Teardrop, Maverick? And do you care about him even challenging for the for the title no I'm I'm irked because I want to see Brazongo do something they both can go both of them can go and I think you can put somebody else in that position to be some some backing for Drake Maverick and even if uh, like even though they're not tag team champions uh, speaking of Brazongo they still look so much better on NXT television in comparison to when they was on the main roster like, uh, they're a bit more serious, but yeah. they still do their bit. Oh, yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I love the gimmick, but yeah. they can just actually wrestle. Like, yeah. That's, you know. So, we got Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae in a street fight. I think that one will be pretty good. You know. Oh, me, uh, Mia Yim gonna, gonna break something. Yeah. <laughs> she, she gonna... She gonna Orbital. Yeah. Something. <laughs> something getting bruised. And then the big one. Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. Winner take all next week. They, they're going to take all the gold. So we got something great to look forward to. Uh, but right now, we come to the main event of this uh, this night's uh, Great American NXT. Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks. Even in this COVID bullshit, NXT knows how to top the main roster. How about that special entrance with the Jaguar for Sasha and Bailey, And even her dog, Ryu. Or Ryu. Yeah. Even yeah. though Io's entrance is still fire. Yeah. I will have to say, EO is probably in my, EO's entrance music is probably in my top 10. That, like, I can almost hear somebody rapping over that. Like, yeah. like you, can, you can slow the tempo down. I don't know. That, that, that beat is so crazy. And it's so original. Like, you have all the rest of the Japanese doing the Joshi type. <laughs> She said like Mario. Man, you can have them doing the Joshi thing with you know, with the whole stardom thing or whatever. But then there's Eo who flipped that shit, and I think she knew that I'm not gonna get anywhere. 
doing the Joshi thing, and it's it's worked for her. She's definitely oh, stood out when it's came, when it's came to her came to her you know, ring work. She went heel, but hell, I'll take her heel or face now. I just want this heel. So you saying she don't have that? No, she don't have. Anyway, look. What's illegal, or you can't say it, it's forbidden on the main roster, they confirm it as being a non-title match in NXT. Right. Would you look at that? Well, make sure. A bit of back and forth to start it off. Io with a nice drop kick from the top rope, followed by Air Shirai. She stays in control on Sasha in the corner. Bailey honks the horn, distracting Shirai. And whoever knew uh, uh, honking the horn would distract somebody when they're in a match. But anyway, uh, it gives Sasha the advantage. Rear chin lock on Shirai, double knees on Shirai for a two count. Uh, this match is commercial free, by the way. Yeah, they've been promoting that the whole night. That it limited limited uh, commercials through the whole show, and the whole main event was going to be commercial free. So that was cool. That's how you keep someone invested in a match. That's how you keep somebody. Just, you. That's how you keep eyes glued right. and keep that momentum going towards the end of the match. Uh, Sasha works on the arms and fingers of Shirai. Shirai gets in a couple of knees and leg scissors. Banks into the corner. Banks counters driving Shirai's face into the middle turnbuckle. Shirai hits a Frankenstein on Banks from the top rope. Flapjack followed by 619 and a springboard dropkick by Shirai for a two count. It looked like Sasha tried to land on her feet after that German suplex, but she turned the botch into something that, you know, was really sold. Like, say, even though she tried to land on her feet, she hit her head, and, you know, it worked. It looked yeah. okay to me. Bank statement by Sasha into a roll-up by Shirai for a two-count. Shirai double-stumps midsection of Sasha, and the bullet train, uh, she hits uh, Shirai. Well, actually, Sasha gets hit with a bullet train in the corner by Shirai. Banks has Shirai in a tree, in the tree of woe, uh, and she's talking trash, but Sasha misses Shirai as she attempts a moonsault, but misses. Then Sasha hits a meteor for a near fall. Sasha then favors a left leg. They forearm each other on an apron. Sasha holds Shirai on the top rope and then lands a head kick. Sasha goes for a sunset flip powerbomb on Shirai into, a, into the plexiglass, which I like, and then she fell on the fucking neck. Yeah, <laughs> she's, it was vicious, and she sold it like a champ. That had to suck, I yeah. swear. Sasha goes for a frog splash, but lands into a crossface by Io. Bailey tosses the title and sneaks a forearm on Io. Bailey and the ref fight over the title while Sasha goes for the other belt, but Asuka is on the other end of it. And holy shit, Asuka must have paid her miss bill, because guess what? Sasha Banks got sprayed with Oscar's Miss. Oh, wow. Return of the Miss. It didn't work with Charlotte. It didn't work with Naya. But guess what? The Miss bill was paid. <laughs> and Sasha got sprayed. When <laughs> 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 oh. Ia, 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 Io, guess what? She tried the most dangerous, most, most undefeatable, unbeatable move. In all WWE, mm -hmm. the surprise roll up. But guess what? Sasha kicks out of this one. What? Yes. Io super socks Sasha with a shot with a show tape. Baseball slide on Bailey into the plexiglass, and then Io hits a moonsault on Sasha for the win. Um, 
I mean, you already know what I thought of this. This was a, this was four and a half. You know what I'm saying? This is a fat. This is a fat eighth. I mean, you got a free blunt with that, and you smoke with the weed, man. Like that. It's a good ass match. You know yes. what I'm saying? I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I like to see more of this on NXT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't already see more of this on NXT. Right. Um, it's sad that we can't get this Sasha on the main roster. Like, I would I would accept that she only did that on pay-per-views. I would accept that. Yeah. If you only got me, you know what I'm saying, if they performed at an NXT level mm-hmm. on the main roster at, only at pay-per-views, I would be fine with it because at least I know what I'm getting. Yeah. NXT does it on weekly and monthly pay-per-views and TV shows, and it's it's great. You know what I'm saying? It makes me not really be that much invested in the characters as they present it on the main roster. Oh, uh, yeah. Four and a half. Four and a half with some fire and you got to smoke with the weed, man. Oh, man. Definitely a ice cold Corona light. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed everything. I enjoyed... You know what I enjoy a lot? I enjoy the excitement that Sasha has when she's able to work with NXT right. talent. We'll go back to Raw. She just did not look like she gave a fuck about nothing yeah. in that uh, mixed tag match. But you can see she bought her fucking dog with her, like, yeah. and got sprayed in the face and even took the L. And I bet Sasha just had the time of her life. Right. EO, on the other hand, EO is EO. And EO's going to do what EO does. I loved it. Yeah. I love the fact that she is a genius of the sky. And that moonsault is just picture perfect. The drop kick, picture perfect. The, to me, out of all the Japanese women, I you know I think Io is more precise than all. This is not taking away from Kyrie Sane or Oscar, or uh, what, what's what we'll talk about her when we get to about Zia Lee. Zia, uh, well, Zia Lee is Chinese. Same thing, I guess. Hikaru Shida, Hikaru Shida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think definitely Io is more fine tuned when it comes to her in ring work. Right, right. And and I love it. I love her when she was a member of the Black Lotus in uh with Kyrie Shane, uh Kyrie Sane in, in ROH. Yeah, she she's dope. Good shit. Uh I love this show. I like this show a lot. Um, um that was also my Roach Clip of the Week. Yeah. That uh Roach Clip of NXT, Roach Clip of the Week, that uh, definitely that was the best match. Yeah. Um well, I mean, watch it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah. You know me. This is wrestling. That's what you want to see. I mean, and it's good long- week. Good week for wrestling. I mean, yeah. Raw was Raw. <laughs> <laughs> SmackDown had two decent matches. Yes. Um, and NXT is always the best thing on television. Um, Anything else? Yeah, I say Raw is going to be Raw. SmackDown is going to be, be SmackDown. I just, I wish, I hope that Triple H pulls Vince to, to the side. I don't know, Vince is probably hard to, to bargain with, but I don't think Vince needs to tarnish or, or play around with NXT when it's just something that, that the fans want. The fans want that alternative. Keep it as that. I didn't like a lot of segments, you know, being on there last week as well as this week. It's still, I don't think it was a lot considering the unpromoted importance of these next two shows but you know they need to get back to pure wrestling and this show was definitely a good one yeah well this has been a great week for wrestling 
I am your host, NKB420, A-K-A, Fatboy420, A-K-A, who find a Tessa Blanchard or Charlotte Flair. Man, I'm speechless on that one. <laughs> Dot Man 211. And you are now listening to Hey Hops and Turnbuckles. See you next week, motherfucker. Get your motherfucker. That motherfucker's bitch ass nigga.